0: Across the UK, online, online and on DAB.
1: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio.
2: Evening, thank you, Baldy. Thank you, The Tramp. Where to begin? What a busy day it's been for me. Uh, full of um, uh, horrors and joys and wonderful things and weird things. I'll tell you what's happening in a bit. 344 499 is the phone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on
0: Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
3: There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll God again Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style tomorrow the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while just grab your hat come travel like that's old style maybe tomorrow i want to settle down until tomorrow i'll just keep moving on Tomorrow I'll just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there when we paid our fat with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Ba-dum, 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 so ba-dum. If you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like That's hobo style. Maybe tomorrow, oh, what I go home. Until tomorrow, oh. you know i
2: I'll tell you what, it's been a long old day, really long old day, um, and it's been, um, uh, the, oh, things are different, Catherine, things are different here, my screen is slightly different here, and that screen is slightly different, and I'm a creature of habit, can we turn this off, or do some, or put it onto the talk radio thing, I'm a creature of habit, right, and I'm a little bit discombobulated um, this evening, That, and then this phone box, I want to get rid of that line 13. Because you can't have a line 13 in front of you, guys.
4: That's bad luck. Um, there is no way to get rid of that. That's never been there before. I know. It's because phone box have been broken today. So they've added an extra round jesus
2: Jesus Christ. Happy first birthday, guys. Happy... Fir- I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have two minutes silence because I need to centre myself. I need to centre myself, guys. Two minutes <laughs> silence to do with whatever you want. I'm going to take my shoes off and I'm going to centre myself. Because, um, it honestly, it's been a long old day. It's been a weird day. Maybe mostly a good day. Mostly a good day. Um, but with some, some, some darkness in it. And, um, I'm coming in and the studio is hot. And I know that James is doing it for a joke. And I don't want to be like a miserable gear. And I know he's doing it for a joke. And, and I'm all for radio banter. But, um, he puts it up to 32 and it takes an hour and a half for it to cool down in here. And this is my office. This is my office. And, you know, to have someone, um, dick around with my office, it's not, it's just not funny. It's not funny. And I don't want to sound miserable because I think James Whale is brilliant. James Whale is one of the best radio presenters uh, in this country, in this world. I'm not as, you know, it, I put him in the top 10 radio presenters of the world. Um, and Ash is a genius. Um, but it's just, I can't, I can't work in, in, I can't have my office at 32 degrees because, um, I can't work like it, and as I say it's been a long old day. So what we're gonna do, guys? What we're gonna do? Don't phone up. Don't phone. The screen's all funny. Um, the screen looks all weird. I can't see the names and numbers properly when they come up. So two minutes. Let me have a swig of water. Two minutes, just to just to ground ourselves. You're welcome to join in. You're welcome to switch off. You're welcome to switch over. Um, you're welcome to be silent. You're welcome to make some noise. You're welcome to do whatever you want. I'm not the boss of you. Not started it yet. My heart is going. My pulse is going. My uh, my breath is going. I'm I'm breathing heavily. I'm feeling overweight. I'm feeling uh, so, <clears throat> ah, so. We're gonna have two minutes. And if Ed comes back with the coffee one that before the two minutes is up, don't let him in. Don't let him in. Ah, oh, we're gonna have two minutes. See, I can't see who's phone in now on this screen. And that uh, happy first birthday, guys. I mean, I've, I've got a cob on. I'll be honest. I've, I'm developing a cob, um, and I don't want to do a cobby show. I, we did. We kind of did a cobby show yesterday because I was talking to idiots, and um, <clears throat> I don't want tonight's show to be tainted by my cob. Um, I don't want my mardiness to um, come through the airwaves and infect you. So I, I really want to try my best, and people are watching on Periscope, I really want to try my best to, to, to ditch the mardiness. Um, so the things that annoy me, the temperature, this screen is different, um, I'm tired. Um, um, that's pretty much it for the moment. So <clears throat> we're going to have two minutes. Silence starting from uh, now. <sighs> That's better. That's better. I'm a little bit more. I'm a little bit better. So, what a day it was today. Um, It was up very, very early. Thank you, Ed. Just drop drop it there. That'd be lovely. What a day it was today. Uh, Up very early to do uh, my penultimate episode of Laugh Out Loud. Some of you know what this is. This is the uh, series for Channel 5. Um, It's it's what is known in the business as a clip show and a talking head show. So it's um, clips of, in this it was, um, I think we called it Disobedient Dogs um and then you have comedians talking about the clips and some of the clips are very funny There was a very funny bit of a, of a great dane um on a on a uh, he was on, he was standing on his back legs and scratching his back against the wall and it looked like he was doing a dance it was funny so then i did so i did that and then um i um i've missed loads of emails including from my friend brendan burns who, who, who's going to come on the show at some point i missed loads of emails anyway um And then I had five hours between doing that voiceover and doing a doing a hosting a show for Vintage TV. Vintage TV is fab, right? They um, they get lots of um, old music acts, and we're not old. They're not all old actually. That's unfair. and they showcase them, and they have them playing live, or have them playing sessions, or they, they, they show videos. It's, it's a brilliant, it's a really nice channel, really nice channel. I was really thrilled to be asked. But I had five hours to kill. Now, five hours is a long time. Wasn't long enough for me to drive home, because I could have dr- driven home, I could have had an hour there, and then I had to drive back. Well, that seemed pointless. So, I went and dozed in my car for 40 minutes. got 40 minutes' doze. And then I woke up about 20 past one, I thought, ooh. Well, now what do I do? I'm not needed until five o'clock. What do I do? I don't want to go and eat because I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. Um, So I I was in Camden, which is in North London, and I thought, oh, well, I I know there's a cinema. There's an Odeon in Camden. Let me see what is on at the Odeon. And um, they were showing Kong Skull Island, which I don't fancy, although I thoroughly recommend you go and see it because they have been advertising with us um, there was something else that looked rubbish, and then there was Get Out, Get Out, the, w- what I've seen billed as, um, a horror, a horror comedy, and or a racist horror comedy, and me and Kath had seen the trailer, because I showed her the trailer, because I thought it looked good, and we, we we were talking about going to go and see it together, and I, you know. But it was on. It was on in 20 minutes. The cinema was 10 minutes away. I thought, oh, well, that gives me time. So I went to the cinema, the Odeon in Camden, to watch um, Get Out. Here's the thing, guys... At that time of day, there's, there's hardly anyone in the cinema, so yeah, buy the cheap tickets, sit in the posh seats. That's my tip to you. That's my little. That's my little tip. And I went in, and um, there, there were, I would, there were about twenty five people there, including some quite old people. I mean, proper sixties, seventies, including this old couple, late sixties, early seventies. They came in ten minutes into the film, right, and um, they couldn't find their seat. So it was weird, this woman stood on the stairs, ten minutes into the film, she stood in front of someone, flicking through her phone, trying to activate the torch on the phone. And it took her two minutes to find it. And then she's shining the torch, and someone went, can you turn that torch? I can't find my seat! It's an old woman! And she, they sat down. Um, there would uh, the, the audience makeup was about 16 old people, late 60s, early 70s. Me, a couple of men, sort of mid to mid thirties to mid forties, about f- four of us, all separate. Um, a couple of black girls, and um, I think there was a, cu- a young couple, a young couple in their twenties. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to give away anything about Get Out. I'm not because I'm, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. Right. What I will tell you is, it's one of the best films I've seen in years. It's an absolute masterpiece. Um, And the older I get, the less horror films there are that truly scare me. The Babadook didn't scare me. The Babadook was stupid. The Blair Witch didn't scare me. Jeepers Creepers quite scared me until you find out that he's not a real bloke. He's like a super being. But The Babadook, um, uh, Scott Balcony, who um, listens to this show, he had to take a week off work after watching The Babadook. He was too scared. Too scared to go into work. True story. Um, And um, Blair Witch was rubbish. Um, But this film, honestly, I was in pieces. And there was lots of silent bits. Then something shocking would happen. And I would go, oh, my God and the two black girls that i think were sat on my rope, they would every time i did it they just burst into laughter they thought it was hilarious um and here's the thing i have seen it build as a racist horror comedy and it is all three of those things it is there are I mean, it's not like it's not like full on laughs right no, no it's not packed full of gags but there are four hilarious scenes in it. And I have never seen comedy used, um, so well to break... Because we laugh. One of the reasons we laugh is because we're afraid. Because we're nervous. We're anxious or we're afraid, right? That's why people often giggle, um, when they're watching a scary film. Or giggle when someone bursts out and scares them. Or, or um, sometimes, pe- sometimes people giggle at funerals. Because... They're anxious and they're afraid, and 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 the laughter is a response. We think it's just because someone's told a gag. Not at all. The brain is way more complex than that. So to see actual, laugh-out-loud, funny scenes interspersed amongst the most tense psychological and physical horror I've seen in ages, it was genius, and I don't think I've ever seen it done before. I don't think I've ever seen it employed like that before. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give away any of. I'm not going to give away uh, away any of the plot. Uh, I, all I will say is, honestly, I urge you to go and see this film. It was made for like tuppence tapenny. It It's one of those low budget things that's um, taken the world by storm, and rightfully so. It is uh, utter, utter genius. And just when you think you've got it, it goes another way. It's one of those. I've got it now. Oh, hang on. Oh, I've got it now. Oh, oh, all over the place. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Such a joy. I'm going to stop talking about it in case I let something slip. So I saw that. Um Oh, I tell you what. We've got a call. We'll take a break. And then I'll tell you the rest of my day. You can tell me yours if you want. 0344-4991000. Don't forget to tick your rage our diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on talk radio. Late nights, Ian Lee.
0: On air and after. On talk radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: 0344-4991000. This was all compounded, by the way. I forgot to tell you, my, the fly, the zip. Oh, my jeans broke today, and I didn't realise this un- until I went for a wee-wee, and I realised everything was hanging out. Luckily, it was one of the red rarer days uh, these days where I chose to wear pants. Um, But the zips, now, I've only had these about three months, and everyone's going to take them back. Well, no, I'm not going to do that, because I've not got the receipt or the balls to do that. So I bought some safety pins to hold it together, but it's a... You can take... Hang on a minute. Steve Ward... Evening. You can take jeans to like um your a uh, dry cleaners and the tailor will fit new zips, won't they? I've never had that problem. I seem to my I, I'm sure I've heard somewhere though. I'm sure I've heard a tailor tell a tale to me that they couldn't yeah. do zips on jeans because the denim was too thick.
5: Probably about right.
2: Okay, okay. Well, if anyone knows, 0344 499 Steve Ward, what have you got for us? Steve Ward, guys. I've- I have basically find up to wish you a happy birthday, or the station a happy birthday. Talk radio is one years old
5: today, and say that you do a you and Catherine and Ed do a well, great show on the late show every night.
2: Well, technically, it's called late It's called Take Your Age, Our Diaries now. Late nights with Ian Lee. Yeah, late nights. Ian Lee. Sorry yeah,
5: about no, that. No, that's
2: no, that's fine. And and technically, it's it's me that you adding adding Catherine's and Ed's name to that was basically it's just a waste of your breath oh so yeah so e and, do, late nights with Ian e Lee with Catherine and their in a a bit g- again of it. again just I, i'm going to i'm going to make it so easy for you steve walk because i like you just save your breath just just forget those two names the lady and the <laughs> the, the the foreign fan forget them and do it again but without their names
5: uh late nights with Ian e Lee is On talk radio, happy birthday. And it is... Ian Lee.
2: And it is... Ian Lee. And it is... Ian Lee. And it is the... Late late night. And it is the best... Best show on the radio. You got there. Well done. Thank you, Mr. Steve Ward. I appreciate your support, and uh, long may it continue um, throughout um, the next twelve months, as that's all I've got left on my contract. It was a two-year I it'll gig. It'll be longer. Well, well, we'll 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 see about that. I'm sure I can bugger it up somehow, Steve Ward. I <laughs> normally always do. Um, Everyone in the group appreciates you as well. I think they know they've got a real keeper here with this guy.
6: Thank you, Steve Ward. Thank you. Have a good evening. I'm
2: having the best evening of my life so far. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Nicky. Hello. Hello, Nicky. Hello, how are you? Um, um, hot. Oh, good. Well, not good. Thank you. Um, just signing up because you were talking about Get Out just now. Don't the new film. give away I won't, Anything. I won't, Have you seen it? I literally saw it about two hours ago. What did you reckon? I thought it was brilliant, mate. It's honestly it completely. But but thing is, I've got no one I know that's seen it, so I can't talk about it with anyone. Right. Um but, Well, uh, same here. It is. Uh, mm. Um, Kath, what are the chances of you coming in here for five minutes, five minutes, and me going out there and talking to Nikki on the phone privately about the film? Because I've got we've neither of us have got anyone to talk. To about it. So, could you just come in? Hang on a minute, Nicky, we'll sort this out. Could okay. you come in, Kath? Just do the show, just for five minutes. Just up until the break. Just up until the break. And then... And then... Oh, no,
7: So, um, actually, it's quite nice and toasty in here. I don't know what he's moaning about. Um, I haven't seen Get Out. I wanted to go and see it, obviously. Um, The problem I have is that now I've got no one to go with Uh, because the one mate, and I use that term very, very loosely, the one mate I had that might have been interested in in going with me has already seen it. And now he's discussing it with some stranger. You know, now he's discussing it with some stranger through there. He's actually doing it as well. I can see him through the glass about how brilliant it was, right? And it's something I will not find out about probably until it comes out on DVD because there's no way anyone's going to go with me. And quite frankly, I think it's an outrage. You know, I think we've all got mates like that, haven't we? You know, they give it all this. Oh, yeah, 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 Kath, I'll go with you. Definitely. Don't see it. Don't see it. Don't go and see it with anyone else. I'll go with you. And then the next thing you know, they've been... They don't want to tell you anything about it because they don't want to spoil it for you, even though you're probably not going to get to see it now until it's been spoiled by someone else. And then they go through in the other room. They go through in the other room, start talking to someone they don't even know about it. Do you see what I have to deal with? And there was that bit about, um, oh, Steve Ward saying, oh, well done, Ian and Kath and Ed, and he wouldn't even give us a little bit of glory, Ed. Ed, come in here. Oh, you can't come in here because you've got to do the break, haven't you? Come in here and we'll just watch the numbnuts in there talking to... It. I mean, is he spoiling it for you? Can you no, I will say, I,
4: I chuck my headphones on just right. to make... I mean, I don't think I'm going to see this film in well, the near future. Well, I was going
7: to say, if you wanted to go and see it, I'm at loose head now because... Oh,
8: well, what are, you, what are you doing for the... We've got, what's the time now?
7: Well, a appa- Apparently, we're not even instrumental in this program, anyway.
4: Well, should we just go and see a movie? Let's
7: blow him off and go yeah.
4: and see it. So he can press the button. I mean, he's in there. We're in here.
7: Apparently, it's all in anyway, isn't it?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, he can just run the show. That'd be
7: fine. Oh, hang on a minute. My ma- microphone appears that your microphone's gone off. Hello?
0: Hello. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late
1: night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Thank you, Nicky. Good conversation there. <laughs> Halfway through that chat with Nicky, he went, um, Ian, you just swore. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're off air, mate. He went, really? We got off air? I said, yeah, yeah. Cass in there, um, do it, holding it together. I, I've, I've got no one to have a chat with. And Cass typed on my screen. Turns out I can sit in there and moan for a living too. That's just rude, Catherine. Um, nice chat with Nicky there about the movie. Get out. Get out. Get out of my pub. Oh uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So... Then I went and um, hosted this show for Vintage TV, and I I saw some really good musical acts. I saw um, Jackie Graham. Ain't nobody loves me better. She's brilliant. She can belt them out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. She's got a voice. She was good. There was a guy called um, um, Maxi Jazz who used to be in Faithless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was um, a band. Oh, I'm going to forget their name. Um, and, but there was a really good... There was an electronic duo called Avexons. They were, br- they were brilliant. The fella was playing... He had, like, key, a keyboard made out of, um, like, uh, the Keston Cobblers Club. Thank you. He had the, it, but the guy in Avexons, he had a keyboard made out of, like, um, electronic dots. And he would... Play these electronic dots. He may have, he he may have just put a CD on. I don't know. I don't really understand the genre. But he was playing this keyboard out, and the girl was doing. She looked like a proper pop star. There's there's only twenty people in the audience, but she was playing it like she was playing um, Wembley Arena, like she was Lady Gaga or or Goldfrap. Goldfrap's a better thing. She was brilliant. Absolutely blown away by them. Um, and then. And I had to do some links and stuff, and it was all... I, I i didn't get up there till quarter to nine, and I liked to be here by about half seven, so it was a bit of a rush. And then here's the thing. I said there'd been some darkness in the day. So this was in Dingwalls in Camden. Now, Camden is in North London, and it used to be very trendy. When I used to live in London, when I was a student, about 20 years ago, 23 years ago, Camden was the place to go if you wanted to score. It was the place to go to buy um, bootleg records and CDs. And also, it was the only... You, you could buy bootleg um, VHS videotapes of, like, films that had just come out in the cinema, like Pulp Fiction and stuff. Um, and also, it was the place to go to buy band films... Um, I remember I got my first copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. By the way, actually, uh, uh, Get Out, owns, e- despite the fact there are no chainsaws in it whatsoever, it did not a lot to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre now I think on it. Well, I love that film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Absolute m- wonderful film. Um, Tobe Hooper. Tobe Hooper, Catherine. F- two things. One, find out if Tob T O B Hooper is still alive. Two, let's get him on the show. Um, so, but Camden has changed a lot. I haven't been there for a while. Is he still alive? Get Let's get Mr Hooper on the show. Let's pay him the respect that guy deserves. Um, and I was I parked my car, and I was walking past one bit, and they were building a new, brand new, like, really tall block of flats. And I was thinking, what did that used to be? I know that street. That doesn't look right. Well you it's where it's where the old Camden market used to be. They've knocked down the old Camden market and turning it into flats. Of course. And of course you can't buy bootleg CDs or bootleg DVDs or any of those things anymore. It's all um it's I was just it, it it's not a place. It's it's you know, I'm like um a head in the eighties talking about um how Carnaby Street isn't what it used to be. Camden ain't what it used to be there's still an energy there's still a vibrancy but it is dulled somewhat. anyway here's where it got dark 0344 499 by the way so i was walking from dingwalls which is by the canal to my car where i'd parked about seven eight minute walk away um near a housing estate and as I was walking towards the car, and I came off of Camden High Street, and it started to get a little bit darker and a bit quieter. It was dark, but it was a little bit quieter. There it was, it was hardly anyone on this street. Well, to, to the left, about 100 yards, was a, a hockey pitch, I think, or maybe a netball pitch. And I saw this guy about 80 yards in front of me. I don't know why I'm using yards. I don't know what a yard is. Could use feet. I couldn't do it in meters. Could, I have no, I could not tell you in meters. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And I, I saw this guy was talking out loud. First of all, I thought he had... um Because I'd just seen the girl with the the, the headphones in and, and making a phone call with the headphones in, like you can do these days, like the the iPod headphones, but it was making a phone call because there's a little microphone there. I didn't realise there's a microphone there. So I saw her, so I thought he was doing that. Then as I got closer, say 60 yards, I thought, he's not got any headphones in. He's not holding his phone up to his face. This guy is talking out loud to himself. This guy is not well. Then I got a little bit closer, and I heard him saying something, he was repeating over and over again, gay people are just people, don't touch them. It, it, me, I, I interpret that as meaning leave them alone. Gay people are just, in fact, he may have even said that. Gay people are just people, don't touch them, leave them alone. Gay people are just people, don't touch them, leave them alone. And he was getting louder, he was very loud, almost shouting it, but he was on his own, and I did that thing that we all do. I was in Camden, and it has a slight reputation. I don't live in London anymore, so I I don't feel as safe on the streets of London as I did when I lived here. I got my phone out, and I stared intently at my phone. Looking at Twitter, I thought, don't make eye contact. Don't make... Gay people are just people. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. And I got up to this guy, and as we walked past each other, we looked at each other. We made eye contact. And he said, hey, man, gay people are just people. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. I went, nice one, man, thank you. And I carried on walking. As I got about three or four steps away, it dawned on me what I'd just seen. Right, Let me describe the fella. I would say early 30s, 32, about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, clean-shaven, short dark hair, Um, I think it was an English accent, I didn't detect, you know, I didn't detect an Irish... Was there an Irish? I don't think so. I think it was an English accent. Gay people are just people, don't touch them, leave them alone. He had on a sort of white top with stripes on maybe and, 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 and jeans and white trainers, gay people are just people. Don't touch them, leave them alone. And as I got about six or seven steps away, it dawned on me um, at what was going on with his arms. It was a short-sleeve top, sort of white with blue stripes. The sleeve stopped just above the elbow, right? And from the elbow on both arms down to the forearm, the flesh had been cut away about, what's that, two, two two-inch strip of flesh had been cut all the way from the elbow down to his wrist on both arms. Don't touch gay people, they're just people, leave them alone. And there were cuts all around his arm and it was thick black blood and he had blood all down his top. Gay people are just people... Don't touch them. Leave them alone. And this was, the skin had been peeled off of his arm. You could see bits of flesh at the edge of the wound, hanging off. It was a deep cut, man. It was deep. In my head, I imagined I could see bone. I probably couldn't. There was white stuff in there. Probably wasn't bone, maybe a bit fat. I don't know what it was. Gay people are just people. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. So I did what all of us would do. Once I'd made this connection in my brain, about six or seven steps after I got past him, I carried on looking at my phone and I walked away quicker, thinking, dodged a bullet there, boy. You dodged a bullet there, boy. That could have been messy. And then I got about 15 steps away and I thought, what the hell are you doing? That guy looked to me to be off his face on drugs, right? I don't know, but he kind of looked to me. He wasn't in pain, wasn't in any pain at all. And these were fresh wounds because there was blood pouring out of it. These were fresh wounds, right? 15, 16 steps away. I thought that. That is, um, that is a soul that's in trouble. That is a soul that's in trouble. So I did something that I wouldn't normally do. I turned around and I took a couple of steps towards him and I called out, Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Are you all right, man? He stopped and he turned and looked at me and he went, Gay people are just people. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. I went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Are you all right, man? He went, I'm fine. I said, why don't you let me call you an ambulance? He said, no, no, no. I don't want any ambulance. I said, dude, this is awful. We're about 15 paces away from each other, okay? I didn't want to get too close. I went, dude, your arms don't look good. Please let me call you an ambulance. He went, I don't want you to call me an ambulance. There's a phone box down there. And then he turned and he walked away. And I turned and I walked away. And I thought, you dodged a bullet there, boy. You, you did your bit. You can go home and sleep easy. You dodged a bullet there, boy because imagine if he if he'd wanted you to call him an ambulance you'd have had to sit with him you'd have been late for work you'd have been sat with a nutter you he might have uh, who knows if he did that to his arms if he did it to someone else maybe he's talking about gay people because he's just attacked a gay person you're going to get blood all over you and i walked away and i texted Kath. i've just seen the most horrendous thing and i got to my car which was about 20 seconds away from there and i got to my car and I got in it. And I thought I should have. I should have followed him. I should have followed him. That is, that is. He's damaged goods. He is in big trouble. That man. I. He, I should have followed him. So I got in my car, and I put my sat nav on. I use my phone as the sat nav, and it was telling me to drive away from where we were, and I didn't. I turned around, and I went back to the street, but then, to have to have followed him and I couldn't see I looked down the end of the street I couldn't see him and there's every chance he could have got quite some distance in that time Um, and and, and, you know got swallowed up in the the hustle and bustle of Camden High Street which is is very very busy uh, about nine o'clock as it was quarter to nine uh, on a Tuesday night is it Tuesday yes it is and I couldn't go that way because it was a one way street and I thought right well what I'll do is I'll go round the long way and I didn't I didn't go round the long way. I didn't. As as I was going around, I thought, well, someone else will have found him now. Some, it's someone else's responsibility now. Um, and I drove in, and um, mm, I feel a little bit guilty. I uh, know I don't feel a little bit guilty. I feel I feel quite guilty. I feel concerned. I feel. That's it. I feel concerned about that soul that is. Somewhere with horrific injuries to his arms that will hurt. When he comes down from whatever it is he's on, that is going to hurt. And it's going to scar. You know I mean? It's fl- the flesh is gone. And, um, I feel concerned. And do you know what I should have done? N- not should. I don't like the word should. Do you know what I, um... How can I phrase this? Do you know what I would rather have done? I'd rather <coughs> of um, spent the next thirty minutes driving around trying to find him. And when I was in the car, I was even thinking, if I find him, I'll, I'll get him in the car and we'll we'll go off to a hospital. Blood, every- it would have been blood everywhere. And I thought, do you know what? Actually, it doesn't matter. And do you know what? Actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? Really? Um, w- w- when you consider it's, it's some soul wandering around who is lost mentally and uh, <laughs> and physically, you know. And um, I really wish I had um, not prioritised the show. And I prioritised the show. And I should have prioritised a human being. And I should have prioritised a brother. Uh, and I mean that in the sense of, uh, you know, a young man... Young, he's younger than me. Um who's in trouble, and I should have, I should have gone to find him, and then part of me thought, well, maybe I should phone the police, and I thought, well, if I phone the police, what, I mean, what, really, what have I seen, and I'll have to wait around, and I, I wish that I had gone the long way round, and, and, and turn right, to drive down Camden High Street, slowly, looking for this fella, um, instead of driving straight on, and coming to work, tonight that's what I would rather have done actually and um I don't know that would have been the right thing to do it, would, I mean, it wouldn't have been necessarily but it would have been um it would have been the more human thing to do why am I telling you this I don't know really I don't know um I'm telling you this because I guess I just want to put my hand up and confess that I, let my, I've, I feel I've let myself down a little bit. And some of you, as of you, you'll be tweeting and going, well, I, I don't worry about it, Ian, you did the right thing. You called back, you asked me. I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not sinking into a depression about this one, right? I'm not thinking, oh, God, I should have, oh, no. Um, You know, I did. I spoke to him. I made contact with him. That might have, you know, snapped him out of his, his, his fantasy a minute later. I don't know. Someone might have found him. I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I, that I made contact with him and I made eye contact with him and I spoke to him and I offered it, you know, the opportunity for me. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. But, but, um, I would rather that I'd have, um, phoned Kath up and said, Kath, I'm, I'm, I might be, I might be a little bit late for this show and I'm not even sure I'm going to make the show tonight. Because they would have found a best of, they would have put out... We got loads of interviews stacked up. They would have put out the interviews. Kath and Ed could have held the fort. Something would have happened. Something would have happened, and I might have been able to um, uh, help a her, help her, her brother, help a soul um, who's uh, in a lot of pain, and, um, and I didn't do that. And I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself for that. I've let myself down a little bit. I feel. I feel I let him down a little bit. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I've got to say on the matter. Yeah, that's all I have to say on the matter for now. For now, something else may pop up. Um, if you want to give me a call, sorry, I, that was a, a a long one. We're late for an hour break. Let me just set out the stall. Um, if you're a new listener, it's not always this heavy. Last night we had nutters calling in. Um, but if you want to to, to, to call in, um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to call in about. I'm just going to sit and dump stuff out of my brain. And um, if you want to chip in with that stuff, you're more than welcome to. If you want to chip in with other stuff, you're more than welcome to. It's up to you. You set the agenda for this show. <coughs> Excuse me. 0344 4991000 Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: William saying saying, uh, "Why do you feel like you need to save the world? You're always so tough on yourself." Not what? I, no, 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 William. I'm, maybe I wasn't communicating it properly. I, I, I don't think that's what I said at all. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to save the world. It was one poor soul, and i and I'm not being. I don't think I'm being too tough. I'm being honest. I'm being really honest by saying I, I, I um, wish I had done a little bit more to try and help him. Not being tough on myself, I'm not. Go- it's not going to send me into a, a, a depressive funk. It's not going to send me into oh god, what have I done? I'm terrible it, it, at all. It's just I regret the decision I made to come to work. Um, I, I would rather have put um, uh, another human being before this. If I'm completely honest, um, I, I just regret the decision. I'm not being hard on myself. Don't feel I need to save um, uh, the world at all. Just, you know, it's, it's a poor soul. It's a poor soul who I make up has got, you know, is mentally ill. You, you, I, you would, you would suspect that, um, one would be mentally ill to, to, um, inflict those wounds on yourself, have those wounds inflicted on you, but not be, um, uh, horrified by it because it was an horrific sight. It was horrific. So no, 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 not beating myself up at all. Don't think I've got to save the world. Um, just, you know, I regret the decision that I made to come into work. Um, and, but, 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 we learned from our mistakes, guys. This is, is, you don't learn from, um, when you get things right. We learn when we make mistakes. And you know what I'm learning? I'm learning don't drink coffee during the show because it gives you windy pops. That's what I'm learning, guys. Is um... Is there like a birthday party for, um, bloody hell, oh, it's hot in there. Is there like a birthday party for, uh, for talk radio? Is that, uh, and all the, the callers are invited tonight? Cause that, is that why no, no one's calling in? Because you've all been invited out to us, to some kind of swanky do. And why do we say swanky when it's one letter away from a word I can't say on the radio? Swanky. Swanky. Why, why is that? How is that a word? How is that a word that we're allowed to say? Oh, that's swanky. What did you say? I said swanky. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the S. Thought you said. How is that? How are we allowed to get away with that word? 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can. If you don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We had a blinding show yesterday. Maybe tonight's show will be a little bit ropey. I, I, I feel like we've not quite... We've not quite uh, got off of the uh, the runway yet. But you never know. You never know. Maybe we will at some point. Maybe we won't. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Big story yesterday that I, I was going to mention. And we never got round to it. But it's in some of the papers today. Oh, by the way, I mean... Um, the, the bake-off man. What's his name? Noel Fielding. Look out, Noel. They're gonna come and, um, go through everything you've ever done in your life. Great British Kokoff. Noel's dodging you songs about drugs and sex. Well, he, he was a comedian. He is a comedian. Um, you know, he's a psychedelic surreal comedian. So, yeah. They're going to come for you, Noel. You you don't get to replace Mel and Sue without the newspapers digging through everything. I, I, I've never seen The Mighty Bush. Bush? Mighty Bush? it's a different act. I've seen that. Good film. Um, but I like Noel Fielding. I like the other gentleman in The Mighty Bush. And the reason I like the other gentleman is because we both saw each other crossing the road in opposite directions, and we nodded at each other. Respect. Out of respect. That's what we were... Um, that's what we were nodding for. People who have nodded at me out of respect. The other one from The Mighty Boosh. Uh, David Walliams. Tucker Jenkins. Um, Stanley Baxter. Um, I think that's it. I think those are the, those are the only people that have... Um, um, nodded at me out of respect. Anyway... Burke of Art. Oh, I like that. Gallery man led away after slashing a 10 million pound masterpiece. He slashed a 10 million pound masterpiece. I've often wondered about this because you can get up so close and personal with these incredible. Um, works of art in galleries. A lot of them aren't behind glass. Have you noticed this, James? A lot of the um, works of art in
5: galleries aren't behind glass. Quite right. Probably the best place for them, I think. It's a real shame about that story, actually. But um, Well, is, I, it, uh, is it, though? Well, behind glass.
2: Well, there is, I, I mean, the guy has put an X in it. They'll fix it. He's basically, a guy scratched the painting. They'll fix it so it recognise it. I wonder mm. why... We treasure
5: pictures so so much. I think that uh, it actually ties in quite well with what you were saying earlier about the chap you found in the street. Go on. The, I heard that story about the chap who um, defaced the painting, and yeah. I, I felt it was quite clear straight away that he. There's a good chance that chap maybe has some uh, some issue that uh, caused him to do that, and similarly with the chap that you found in the street um today uh my youngest daughter who was 17 she um was diagnosed as being mentally disabled um from about three years old and what what, what does that
2: mean jane what does that mean what what how does that manifest itself
5: she has uh, um well she's 17 she can't read and write um she has the learning age of about a five to six year old okay okay um so, uh, and she's in a very, very good school, in a very, very good school for uh, developing adults, which is great. But when you have uh, children like that, it makes you see a, a side of society that most people don't ever get a chance to see. Yeah. And you go into an area of people, uh, kids, uh, young kids, developing adults, that people just don't genuinely see. And when you see people like that on the street, I work in central London, or I live in Southampton. Um, and when you walk around London, you bump into people like that all the time there's a chap who sits in bank tube station and I see him every night. And I often look at that guy and I think, you know, he sits there with his dog
9: yeah.
5: uh, between five and six. And you, I think to myself, <clears throat> what more can be done for that chap? He's, he's obviously something, um, causing him to be there. He's he definitely has some sort of issue, some sort of learning difficulty. Yeah. Um, and you see if you would talk to him, uh, you know, I always give him a, you know, a few quid when I see him, um, but you think what more can you do for people like that? Um and how far can you actually take it with with helping people? And how much should people like that be helped by the greater society in, in general really? Um
2: well, I, I think it's I I think you know the, 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 I think society should help these people and 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 rehabilitate them and um help get them off the streets.
5: I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think it's tr- it's a tragedy when you see all these cases. Of um, people like him, um, there's no doubt you do get professional beggars in London, and that's a shame for the people who are actually yeah. you know do need cash and do need money to get by and you know get a bed for the night, whatever they're doing, you know feed his dog. Um, but you know when people do see when you, when I see people in the street like that, and um, you know there's not you don't get that many people in the street in Southampton like that or in Bournemouth, but in London you see it all the time. Yeah you do become, I think, quite desensitised to it.
2: Yeah, James, I've got to move on because we're going to... You're right, you you do become desensitised. I always make a point of, of making eye contact with homeless people and just saying, all right, also, oh, I haven't got any change or anything, but I'm, I don't... James, thank you for that. 03444991000, uh, you're listening to Don't Forget to Tick Your Rage Diaries, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: got one. Tomorrow evening, we've got one of the, one, two, three, four, five directors that worked on this movie. You can see the riot. (laughs) Joe McGrath is coming in. Joe McGrath is coming in. He's in his 80s. He directed, um, well, a fifth of this film. He directed the superb Magic Christian, which is just a masterpiece. The great McGonagall, um, very, very good friends with Peter Sellers. He's coming in. He's in his 80s. He's coming in tomorrow evening at 10, and I could not be more thrilled. I'm very, very excited about that. It's with Ian Lee. It's a phoning show unlike any other in that I ain't gonna tell you what to talk about, dear listeners. You call in about anything you want. 344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Briggsy coming to you in a
5: minute, sir. Yep, yep, yep.
2: Will I have the balls to sit here and sing this to Joe McGrath tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't. I think Peter Sellers punched him in the nose during the making of this movie. I think. I think. We'll ask him. First question. Joe, did Peter Sellers punch you during the making of Casino Royale? I mean, is that... <laughs> it's going to be fun And tomorrow night as well We're going to play out the uh, Nicholas Parsons interview um, 0344 499 Is the telephone number There's an email here um, And I know Frank, I know Frank, I know Frank You're trying to wind me up here and I'm not, I'm not buying it I don't think you really mean this Um, because it's... uh, I'm not buying it. You're doing this to try and get me riled. Uh, But it don't work. Uh, Frank Kelly says, Would you have left the individual had it been a woman um, if it had been you in a state through assault, drink or drugs, you would have welcomed someone to come to your aid to maybe save your life. You are the product of the self-centred society we now live in. Shame, very unchristian. Well, I'm not a Christian. Um, you, you can do um, uh, good and, and moral things without having to um, uh, be, be told to do it by a, a, a fairy story. Um, but um, would I have left... Did you know the first question is a good question? Would Would you have left the individual, had it been a woman, women, he says there, um, I don't know. Um, it, it, if they refused help, um, yeah, pr- prob- pr- probably actually, I, I probably would have, actually. I probably would have done exactly the same as I did if it had been a woman. Yeah. And you, you're obviously not listening. Frank, I know you're trying to get me wound up, um, but you're not getting me wound up. We had two minutes silence at the start of the show for us all to uh, meditate. Did you not meditate, Frank? Um... Uh, I, 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 I've said, uh, you know, I would rather have, have done something else. I am very confident, though, that the young man in question was—he um, was—he was—he was literally about a ninety-second walk away and heading directly towards Camden High Street, where there were hundreds of people, hundreds of people. So uh, 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 that was that partly eased my conscience when I offered to call an ambulance and he said no and I offered again and he said no and I walked away. I thought, well, at least he's walking towards a very busy area. There was no way for him to turn. He was heading towards Camden High Street at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night. It was packed. So someone, somewhere, um, uh, I like to think, would have got involved. Do I wish I did things differently, Frank? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I really do. Um, But I didn't. And I'm not going to lose too much sleep about it. I might think about this young gentleman tonight when I get to bed, have a little ponder as to what happened. I might have a little Google online tomorrow to see if anything, you know, see if there's a news story, if anything popped up or anything like that. Um, And then if I'm completely honest tomorrow afternoon, I'll probably forget about it. Um, But, yeah, I do wish I had um, spent half an hour or so... 15, 20 minutes trying to find that guy. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, Briggsy.
6: Ian. Briggsy. I thought I'd just nip out of the uh, talk radio party and give you a quick call. It's um, getting a bit hectic in there.
2: Unbelievable, man. What's going on?
6: I'll tell you what, Julia Hartley Brewer. I can't say too much, no. but uh, clothes are coming off. Yay! Flipping, eh? <laughs> That's a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> I just wanted to give you a quick call in relation to the chap that had flayed himself and was wandering around Camden.
2: Yes, flayed. Flayed's a good word, it was, but it was more than a flaying. It was. It, it, I, I'm, <laughs> it uh, No, I don't. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it's perhaps it's a little bit. I know too exactly yeah.
6: what you mean. Yeah, and yeah. flay is as close as we need no, to go. Yeah, you're right. You're I,
2: absolutely right. Thank you, Briggsy.
6: What uh, I think what you what you did is more than most people would have done which yeah. is make contact which is scary especially if there's uh blood around because yeah. no one wants to get that on a them. lot of blood and, uh, th- and
2: i saw a couple of people walk past him you know walk directly right past him i'm not judging them at all you know that's what i did but there was just a little ding 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 that went off that meant just turn around and say something to the fella you know um
6: it is the uh, london default setting to uh look at the floor and keep walking but, uh, yeah. what, you can, what you can do is, if you come across that again, is if you know where you are, get your Google Maps out. You can quite happily call the ambulance or the police yeah. and just give us location. You've done your thing, and you can carry on going to work. So I'm sure. Well, they'll, uh, they'll I say, think once you when turn you turn up co- and say, "Has anyone else seen this geezer wandering around?"
2: Yeah, I think that th- I think w- when you um, call the police, though, they have you have to stay there, don't you? you have to stay there so they can come out.
6: No. No, you can just call them, wander off, and they'll automatically call the ambulance for you, or vice versa. Well, but uh, yeah. you can do do the yeah. old do the old hang up and keep walking. Well, you if can't bang you back, a bit. You
2: <laughs> can... <laughs> hang up. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to hang up when you call
6: the police, are you?
2: <laughs> no, you're I mean get the
6: details. Say good day, sir. I I, I bid you farewell and go on your way. If they call you <laughs> back, you can say I've moved on now. That's fine.
2: I've moved on. I'm, 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 I thought like you said if you see that again, I pray I don't see it again because it was,
6: you know, it was, it was, it was horrific. Well, you know, Camden. Something... It, that's probably. Uh, could you see anything in Camden?
2: Yeah, that's that's only a Tuesday
6: night in Camden.
2: <laughs> Imagine what it's like on a Friday or Saturday. It's, it's not like that at all. Most of the pubs are closed down, and they've knocked down Camden Market.
6: Any punks with massive Mohicans?
2: <laughs> Professional punks? No, there were No, no there was none of that. I was walking around, I got there early, and um, they've knocked down the market on on, uh, the the, the same side as the train station, uh, but there's the markets on the other side, underneath the arches and all that, for those, and I'm sorry we're being a bit London-centric, and I walked through there, and it's all just, it's all just food stalls now, there's no head shop selling, you know, bongs, there's no, there was one shop selling bootleg CDs, but it, it just... It just felt, you know, it just felt horrible in there. It, it's not what it used to be.
6: You can get a really, uh, a real dirty piercing if you're lucky. That's about it, really. Yeah,
2: I think, I think even all the, <laughs> the, the piercing stalls are legit now. I think they, oh, do, oh, I think, no, they, I think they're all, I think they're, they, um, they, all they, clean, they sterilise everything, and they do it properly. It's outrageous. <laughs> Briggsy. thank you very much indeed. Um. I just realised, London centric, but yeah, you know, what can I tell you? I was in London today for crying out loud, you know. I'll be in Manchester in a few weeks and we'll talk about Manchester. Um, did you hear what I just said to Briggsy? Did you hear it? Camden Market, it's not what it used to be. <gasps> I said it and I meant it. I said it and I meant it. Camden Market, it's not what it used to be. <gasps> that is proper i've crossed i've crossed the rubicon guys and on the other side of that river is old age and i'm there it's not what it used to be nostalgia is not what it used to be listen to me what an old fart why are you listening to an old fart sitting in a studio telling you about out, out the good old days of the uh, late 80s early 90s jeez You must have better things to do than this. You must do. (laughs) It's just some old boy. We're going to start calling this show The Good Old Days, where you phone up and say something, and i go, yeah, well, not as good as it used to be. That's what we're going to do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alex, stay there. You're listening to the good old days with me Ian Lee, on Talk Radio.
0: Late night, Ian Lee on air and off the <laughs> on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Alex. Hello there, Ian. Hello there, Welcome Alex. Back. Thank you. Sorry. Welcome back after your uh, hiatus. Uh, the strike, yes, the strike last week was a great success. Since I've been, uh, I've got the since um, uh, the strike has finished, James O'Brien has won uh, uh, an award for excellent broadcasting. I don't want to say too much, but I certainly helped that happen, and I think that everybody has um, certainly upped their game a lot.
10: Well, that that was the intention, wasn't it? Uh, it beginning. was.
2: It was, and it's paid off, guys. It's paid off.
10: I just wanted to say, I mean, as you know, I'm a big fan of yourself, but I'm also a big fan of uh, Howard Howard Hughes. Howard,
2: I'm um, I'm Howard Hughes.
10: Yeah, and I I think he's. uh He's, he's very entertaining, if nothing else. And Sunday uh,
2: nights, and I keep saying this, but you give me an excellent opportunity to say it again. Sunday nights, from 7 at night um, until 1 o'clock in the morning, it, they, they are two gold nuggets that slip under the radar. 7 till 10, it's Bob Mills, uh, and 10 till 1, it's Howard Hughes talking to um, uh, crazy people about time travel. Basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it is. And it's great listening. I love it. I love Howard. He and, and and
10: I've I've uh, I've listened to him for a while now and he and he does his own podcast as well and he puts out one a week and um I'll be honest, I've I've listened to him that much that one a week isn't enough for me now. Wow. So I've started to listen to things that he, he mentions like um he mentions a, a radio programme called Coast to Coast in America. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that and that's where, very similar to his output but oh. They, apparently, they have like a five-hour show where they discuss all sorts of...
9: things. it.
2: Well, the joy of doing a show in America, particularly if it's a national show, but but, but even if it's not national, right, um, the, 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 the 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 people in America are so much more used to picking up the phone and phoning into a radio station... ...to give their opinion, whether it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a city or it's a state, or if it's the whole country, then you've got, what, 350 million people that could potentially um phone in. And you, in America, they will quite happily phone up and be destroyed by the host, you know, the host Ooh. will call them an idiot and they're talking rubbish, they're talking out of their backside and they hope they die... They'll phone up the next night and do it again.
10: It's really funny you should mention that because, and this is the reason I I rang you today, Um, I I was listening to a guy who presents that Coast to Coast and he mentioned how he'd written a book and it was along the lines of an Oliver Oliver Stone film that I'd never heard of before, and I was going to ask you, had you seen it? From 1988, funnily enough, um, called uh, Talk Radio.
2: (sighs) Um, yeah, I have. Is that the one where the guy gets shot at the end? Yes. I thought it was yes. te- I thought it was terrible.
10: Yeah, it was. It was all, all sort of brass.
2: I'll tell you not... why I thought it was terrible. Because I heard about this for years, and everyone said, oh, it's a classic, it's a classic. And for those that don't know, it's about a talk radio host who's um, obnoxious and loud, and, um, you know, that's his act as being obnoxious and loud, and and, and he, he winds up somewhere and he gets murdered at the end. I'll tell you why I, I, I didn't like it. I liked the premise, and I liked all the stuff. All of the, the radio, all of the scenes where he's on the radio and he's taking callers, it was all scripted. And you have to be such a good actor to make it look like it's not scripted. And I was watching it thinking, well, why didn't they just shoot five hours of him doing a radio show and then take out the best bits, you know, just yeah. film him, you, like they do with Down the Line, the Radio 4 comedy, just film him for five hours, doing a phone-in show, and Oliver Stone gets loads of different actors and friends and stuff to phone in, and put forward obnoxious views, and he destroys them, and then you take out the best hour that you need for the movie, I mean, and they didn't, the it movie was movie. all scripted, and you could see, it, you could, you could see him acting, do you, do
10: you know that, that that's a good point? But another thing that really hurt me, and I did like certain parts of it. Yeah. Um, I noticed that that the hosts were far uh, more abusive towards the callers. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why people were ringing in. It was like a Stockholm syndrome thing.
2: Oh, but that's 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 the that's the way it works in America. You know, the hosts will the, the, on on certain shows will will belittle and humiliate the callers. And they'll love it. They'll put the phone down, and they will love it. And they'll call back the next day.
10: It's so weird, isn't it? But the, the, the other thing that got me that I don't I don't know. You can tell me if it, this is truth or life or not. But, but the way they had the the bosses were always there behind the screen.
9: Yeah, it, 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 no, that's too that.
10: intrusive. It, and especially with it being a late night show. Yeah. Surely, yeah, that's it's it's just the uh, the producer and the.
9: The,
2: uh, yeah, L- it is pretty there, much. Then. I've 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 done sh- I, when I was at LBC and they got they got taken over. The new boss would would turn up to try and look through the glass and try and intimidate me. Um, and I know the bosses. You know, I've got what one, two, three, three bosses, four bosses. Something you know g- g- depends what you define as a boss. I know that at least one of them is probably listening right now. Um, and, and if they're not, you know, they'll, they'll have a word with Kath or Ed tomorrow. In fact, you know, I know that they're, they're, they're not physically hovering around, but they are doing their job of monitoring. Um, the radio, actually, they're not tonight. They're apparently, there's a talk radio first birthday party and they're all getting steaming drunk somewhere. Probably throwing darts at a picture of me. Oh,
10: No, no, no. But well, do I uh, don't believe that for a minute because you, you're too good, Ian. Um, but, but the, the I, thing uh, I, I wanted to ask you as well. Yes. If, if you'd seen that now, that I've, uh, you know, you said you've seen that. I think, I think it is still worth a watch, even if 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 uh, p- people might think, you know, should I, shouldn't I? Definitely worth watching.
2: Um, oh yeah, no, I, 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 I you know, it, it, it was an enjoyable ninety minutes, but I, 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 it didn't live up to the hype for me.
10: But I was going to ask you, you know, you talk about nostalgia in late 80s, early 90s. I, I particularly like that period myself. And I was thinking, have you heard of that show around the time called Midnight Caller?
2: Oh, yeah, Midnight Caller was a late night thing, and he had um, he had a strap-on, didn't he? He used to wear a strap-on, <laughs> and he would um, solve crimes from, from whilst hosting a radio show wearing a strap-on. Well, I... Um, yeah, he had a strap on, didn't he? Like, uh, l- like the Madonna microphone, the clip on, <laughs> clip on. That's it. Sorry, I've said, I've, I've, yeah, I'd, no. I'd, he may have had the other. I don't know. You couldn't see it. He had a clip, of the, the the headset microphone. <laughs> yes, that was it. Yes, yeah, it was good. I mean, the other one would, would probably be more. Uh, yeah, I do vaguely remember it.
10: Yeah, and I I, I think that was uh, a long running series, and, and <laughs> from what people told me, we watched it then. They said it was really good, and, like, it... Here's a
2: a question, here's a question, here's a question. I could Google it, but I can't be bothered, right? Have you seen Get Out, Alex? Yes, is that the the film that's out at the moment? It's a new film, yeah. I know, Right, I need to know, right, the mum in... I could Google it, but really, so much hassle. The mum in Get Out, is she... I was watching thinking, I know her. I know her. And I came to the conclusion that she was... Um was it Ros Fraser Crane's producer in Fraser? Wasn't a fan of Frasier. Oh, I like Fraser. Was it was it, Cass, give me the thumbs up. It was Roz from Frasier. Boom! Boom! I got it right. Wasted I wasted time. I missed the first forty minutes of the film trying to work out who this woman was. It gets you, doesn't
10: it, when you see someone you, you recognise, but you can't put them. Yeah,
2: Alex. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Oh, he's right. I, I, I am good, and this is a great show. I don't say it too often, but this is the best show on the radio and the best host on the radio. So, kiss it, um, Jerry. nanu. nanu. Uh, Shazbat! Nanny. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. <laughs> Naff off. He's on the phone. Get out of here. He's on the phone. He's on the radio. Freedom for the Parkinson's one! Yes, cake, cake and bake. There we go. Uh, How
11: are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. Not yeah. heard from you for a while? No, i uh, been on a new drug regime. See where I come round, I'm back now.
2: You're on a new... It's say that again. Did you say you're on a new yeah. drug regime? Yeah. How's it going?
11: It's getting all right. It's not freezing today. It's feeling a bit better, earlier. Yeah. But, uh, not freezing day, which is good, because some days there's 75 like, hours just stuck there, couldn't move anything. You, you, yeah, your it's body really... freezes. You sound a little yeah. bit
2: jittery tonight.
11: I'm a bit off my face. Mm, you it's that. a, good luck. It's, it's
9: good
11: but it's good to be able to move. Yeah. It's good to be able to move. It doesn't on what you mean, just being able to move. Yeah. Just to, just to, like a statue, you can't move, can't even move your foot. <laughs> And what is it? It. Does
9: your
2: like a whole body lock?
11: And it just seizes up. Dead waist just can't move. Can't even move your hands. It's cool? really yeah. everything just seizes up. It's Really unusual. But my reflexes still work. So Something's
2: Really it. weird. So if you were frozen and then I crossed your legs and then hit you on the knee with one of those uh, dinky little hammers, you, your leg would would. You do that.
11: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's really so got little, little things that he's hurt me, little balls. Yeah.
2: Don't They're be like, so hard catch. on yourself. I'm sure you've got great big balls, Jerry.
11: I used to. Yeah, I probably have now. I'm <laughs>
2: sorry, i Don't wish I hadn't started him on that. <laughs> for goodness sake.
11: Yeah, but it's just saying they can catch. So, who you think manfully frozen can still catch. Oh, can't go back. Oh, hang on. Week. So, if
2: someone chucks a ball at you, you instinctively go to catch it, even though you're frozen.
11: Yeah, yeah just feel reasonable. Same thing do we. Yeah. It's a sports game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way I yeah. can play tennis. Yeah. I can play boxing, but can't do bowls. Think of the night. think of why.
2: Isn't that funny? It's incredible. The tennis,
11: the ball's coming
2: towards me. Yeah. So can aim for it, and move, but bowling your thing. So, so, you jumpers. can. You can So you can play tennis on the Wii, even when you're frozen because of the drugs? Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) It's weird. It's mad. Isn't that Uh, funny? How strange. How peculiar. Catherine thinks you're putting the whole Parkinson's thing on. I've finished that before. Yeah, this is you're doing a long con, and you've been phoning me for the last six, seven, eight years, and then, and then um, on on in 2020, you're suddenly going to walk in and go, "Excuse me, sirs, I was having you on the whole time."
11: Please, to make him pay attention. You're in the David game, Blaine,
2: Mr. aren't you? This is one of David Blaine stunts. Yeah, yeah
11: I'm
2: better than <laughs> better than David Blaine. Isn't it's,
11: it? it's just Something get the title on me, see? Yeah. It's, they come when you just come down the stairs in a blanket and just sit out Just be like it's an idiot saying, fine, fine. But they But the throw it was just to you jail. Know, no, it's great just to you know when you just need too much to be able to walk. Yeah. you yeah. think you'll be granted. Sometimes you lose it. you do. You not realise
2: how much you take for granted in spill. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I my my I have nightmares my nightmares are that I can't walk and that my legs get really wobbly and I can't walk and I know I I've worked out that it's uh, me I'm worried that I'm going to get MS like my mum has got and and it's yeah. and that's and for a long long time I mean um if I'd have was going to get it I would probably have noticed it by now probably but um, for a long time I was I was convinced I was going to get MS and I'd have these nightmares and I just couldn't walk and I'd wake up and they would seem real you know it's so
11: prevalent. MS is bigger than it. So many people, young people, have got it, MS. It's
2: unbelievable. Mm, yeah. I and mean, it's, just it's at a draw. Yeah. It, it, and that's it. You know, the, did you, when you when you got diagnosed with the Parkinson's, Jerry, did you yeah. do the why me? Why me? Yeah. I just couldn't believe
11: it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like doing it's me. Because it's it's luck. have got to deal with it. i got to deal with it.
2: They'll
11: fight the bastard. Yeah. they do fight every day. But it's it's right. well. It is, you're
2: right. Is, it is just the luck of the draw. And there are some people, the odds are stacked against them a little bit because of genetics. And some people, the odds are stacked for them a little bit more because of genetics. But basically, it is the luck of the draw.
11: There's somebody tomorrow could be listening to this every time they say. It's easy. They just get diagnosed. It's easy. That, one, morning, one morning you wake
2: up and you garage, it's really weird. Mm. They do it every day. Uh, the number, the number of people, Jerry, um, who I have spoken to over the last few years. Who have know that my mom's got MS and know that I've you know I've kind of had dealings with MS. Who've t- taken me to one side and said, um, "I've just been diagnosed with MS," or my wife has just been diagnosed with MS. What what's it going to be like? And uh, my heart sinks. You think just- there's so much more they can do now than they could do twenty 20- odd years ago when my mum got it. But um, yeah, my heart sinks. Honestly, so many people, so many people come up to me and say, "It's incredible." <laughs> the
11: deterioration. Is- it's hard on, on the families. Yeah. Hard on the families as well. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's is,
2: it is, it is hard on the families, and it's important to remember that, as as all illnesses are. It's hard on those people around as well.
11: Yeah, especially like, just get up, pick them up off the floor, yeah. pick, pick them up, up off the It's hard to just move them. Any cooking care, not cooking care, it's crazy.
2: J- Jerry, it's good to hear your voice again, man. Take care, brother. You. See you later Bye. on. Ta-ta. 0344 We've got no phone calls lined up. I'm always honest about that. I, I don't like those hosts. Go- We've got, we got hundreds of calls lined up. But I'm going to talk for another 25 minutes. I, I, occasionally I do that. Occasionally I have two or three or four calls racked up. But I'm on a bit of a roll. <coughs> so I will keep on talking. But some people do whole radio shows. We've got hundreds of calls racked up. And um, they don't take a call throughout the whole two or three hours of their show. And I know this because sometimes I've, I've, I've phoned up. And you get put through immediately. And you're thinking, well, hang on a minute. If you've got hundreds, why have I just got through immediately? So I'm honest. I haven't got any calls lined up. Um, so if you're thinking of calling him, 344 4991000 is the first birthday of Talk Radio today. How's about them apples?
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late
1: night, Ian Lee on the Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: <laughs> 44 um Catherine owes you all... A huge apology. Ros from Fraser isn't in get out. As 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 many, many of you have just told on text and and, and on the tweet, um she, she is fake news. That's what she is. She is fake news, dear listener. She is spreading lies and untruths simply to make herself look better. O oh, three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Dennis! Good evening. Good evening, Dennis. You're sounding perkier and perkier with every call. I, I just
12: wanted to let you know, I've been staggering around since November time. Staggering, as though I'm drunk. It doesn't do any harm. It's just stagger. I don't fall over as often as I used to do. Okay, but... and you're telling me this for, for what reason? Well, you were saying you're worried about your mum, and you you might get MS. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I haven't got MS, and
2: I still stagger. But no, but you're but you're a perpetual drunk. I am, and I'm I can't drink anymore. Well, you know, it's because there's still there's there's oh. a, a little bit of blood in your alcohol stream.
12: Now, what's happened is, yes, I've had some medication. It's ruined my sense of taste. I can't taste wine or anything like that. It makes make me feel ill. I used to drink a lot of sherry. Oh. Can't stomach the damn stuff now. <laughs>
2: Drinks, uh, drinks I've never had, and I've had a few. Never had sherry. Um, I've had rum. I've had whiskey. So about got name. Was, was it Chartreuse? Chartreuse is that a drink? Green Chartreuse.
12: Green, yeah.
2: Remember we set fire to it. Um, um and no, I think the only drink I've never had is sherry. But
12: well, there's all sorts, of course. It's very sweet sherry. Yep. There's very dry sherry. So please yourself. There's some, there's how some
2: can a drink be dry? This is the thing I've never understood. How can a drink be dry?
12: Well, no, they say there's no sugar in
2: it. Oh, what literally. does that mean? There's no, there's no sugar in my tea, but it's still it's, wet. Yeah, but it's been melted away, so there's, it, it's now alcohol and no but sweet. But what does it mean, dry? It's dry in your mouth, like sawdust. Yeah. But how can a d- Sharp, very sharp. Right. So is it is it dry? Yeah, that's what the can't try. Sorry, dear but boy. Th- no, but does does dry mean sharp or does it mean dry as in dry?
12: It, no, I said it, there's no, no sugar in yes? it. Yes, it's, it's sharp if you like. Uh, but, so
2: it's not. I don't dry- like it. Is it me. wet?
12: Of course it is. Right. Why so do you call- wouldn't go down?
2: W- sorry. <laughs> what- <laughs> Steady on now. Why Why do they call it dry, though, if it's if so it's No, you're it like
12: everything else. You get all the crackpots on your... I know,
2: Dennis. I'm speaking
12: That's to one, one crack- now. But listen, I'm waiting for that money when I get to my birthday, because you had a lot of people on the radio the other night, and you they actually heard you say that you owed it to me. So what? I'm
2: back out this time. Mate, I wonder, if you make it to your birthday... I will make it in my birthday, undoubtedly. And if you don't, then you owe me, I'm owed 30 quid at the funeral. Make sure yeah, well, my well, well, my executors will pay that. Make sure they do, Dennis. Oh, don't don't worry, you go you declaring down. bankruptcy or anything like that. <laughs> you're a great guy. I, I am a f- great guy, Dennis, you're correct. Ah. Ta-ta. Goodbye. Up your bum. 344 oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. So this guy... An hour ago, we started this story. Come on, people. People, hold on. Um, hang in a minute. 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 a minute. All right, so, there's, so we can't talk about exactly what who, who did who did what, but 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 it, the story of the art um, uh, picture that was um, was 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 scratched, and they're going to restore it. They can restore it. So you know, it's, it's someone cut an X in an up in a picture worth ten million quid, um, and they're going to restore it. And I heard the restorer on the Radio Four the other day, and he said, "Right, what we do is when someone cuts through a painting, it raises." The paint, the paint either, there's either side of the, um, the, the mark is raised. So what we do is we get in, and it's a big old cut, this. We get in there, and all, and we look and we find all the little flecks of paint that have, that are pointing upwards because they've been cut. And we stick those back down. <laughs> we stick those back down. And I'm sure they're not using Gorilla Glue or, or Yoohoo or Pritt Stick. I'm sure they've got something, a, a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more advanced than that, and then he says, "One of our artists then fills in the, the the missing bit, repaints the missing bits." I don't understand how that is, but Catherine, for tomorrow's show, I know we've got um, the, the fab Joe McGrath on. Now, do you pronounce the th in McGrath or is it Mcgrath? This is the this is what I'm this is my fear about tomorrow because I've met people who do it both ways. McGrath, Mcgrath. Rory McGrath. I don't know. Um can we um at some point this week get on um maybe even the guy that's going to restore this picture. First question, how do you say your surname? Jeez. Um, maybe get in touch with the gallery and see if we can get on the uh, restorer to, to tomorrow or, or, or Thursday, Cath, to um, to find out how they do it. Because it 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 this picture's ten million quid, right? How old is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Two hundred and thirty-two years old, right? And part of what makes art so um, expressive and talking about pictures, paintings, um, and so valuable. Are the brush strokes. Well, are they going to have to fake some of the brush strokes then to repair it? When they do, and then pi- pictures must get damaged quite often. I would have thought. Are they going to fake? Are they going to forge it? Are they on the X in that picture? Are they going to forge it? Does it lose some of its value then? So it's a. Te- it was a ten million pound picture. Do you knock off fifty percent? Does it does it become? Um... Oh, Brendan, get get yeah. If it works, get him on. Does it? Do, do you save? You know, do, do, is it then worth five million quid? Is that how it works? I just don't know. I just don't know, guys. Oh three four four
1: four nine nine one
2: thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late Night Ian Lee
0: on air and after. Me. on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: One of the joys of um, wandering around today and and, and and doing this voiceover and then watching this film and then doing some filming is I've I've stayed off um, I've stayed off my the internet for most of the day. I did a couple of tweets this evening at the the thing I was recording and didn't check my emails. And then I got into work really late and then I checked my emails and I saw that. Um, Brendan Burns, who's who's a comedian, um, had been getting in touch because we kind of talked about him maybe coming on the show this week and I realised he wanted to come on tonight and I'd missed it. But Brendan, you're on the phone.
13: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm in my car because I live on a farm. I get like a terrible signal, so I'm out the front. I don't want to wake my wife up. I'm and I'm in my car with my Xbox headset plugged into my phone, angling it just just to the left of the barn because it's the one place where I've got a good signal. I was literally 15 minutes away from you. I went to a, I was doing new material at Angel Comedy. Uh, oh. I've just down the road, I'm yeah. A, I'm a fool to myself. Well, check my myself.
2: Well, I just, I, 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 I'm really trying to let go of the technology a bit, Brendan. And I've, 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 I've been a bit busy on Twitter today, actually. But I've recently, I've deleted all of my tweets, and it is so. And at the end of every day, or every other day, I delete all of my tweets, so there's nothing there, and it's, it's really
13: freeing. Oh, now, hang on. Yeah, because you had, like, a, a bit of a scandal with Twitter, didn't you? Well, hang on well, a minute.
2: What, which, which scandal are you referring to? <laughs> I might have uh, done.
13: I, I, I don't know. I worry about you. I worry, like, maybe talk late-night talk radio is making you a bit codependent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> late-night talk radio is saving my life,
13: man. I tell That's you sh- that. I, I, I get that but you seem to be apologizing every other day for something.
2: Yeah, no, I did I I had a little I, I sunk on Sunday. Sunday was, was was a good day and a bad night and and and, and, I, and I sunk on Sunday. And I, here's the thing, I thought, right, I'm not I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm feeling depressed and I'm, I can feel myself sinking. I'm going to fight it. So I'm going to do something creative and I'm going to email people on a mailing list and just tell them <laughs> about some shows I've got, right? And it took me okay. two flipping hours to put these 240 names in the correct format in the blind cc on the email and you had to put commas but between- it took me two hours and then as i sent it i went oh no it's not blind cc i've cc'd everybody so everyone can see everyone's emails
13: i did that all the time not- with because uh, i like i send out uh, uh, i'm a diy guy and i have like uh online content that people can purchase from my website and uh way too often i forget to do the bcc But uh, I actually thought, hey, you know what? We're like a really... I'm a niche comic. You're a really small community. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll all get along. And they 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 didn't want to hear that. No, (laughs) I
2: know. And I had some nice people saying, well, Ian, don't worry. Maybe we'll make new friends. And then I had some really strong emails saying, why the hell have you done that? Don't ever contact me again. Which is understandable, because I don't like (laughs) it when it happens to me. Would you... Are are you a niche comedian, Brendan? Would you describe yourself as that?
13: Uh, you have to have done a bit of homework. You've just seen a couple of comics before I even make sense. Yeah. I think. And also because, uh, oh, I'm ringing the plug because I'm actually, uh, doing a web series this Sunday just before you do yours at the, so, the bill murray pub at,
2: at, the, at the bill murray pub in islington which is the most delightful delightful venue and it's the people that it's work great, there are brilliant they've done it up. Yeah. Them, every time i go they've added a new thing and they've done it up themselves and they um they're it's a really good place for kind of like small gigs and podcast recordings and me and kath are there on on, on sunday night you're there before what uh, what time are you on then
13: uh it's called it's for a web series so yeah. it's called dumb it's called dumb white guy that's yeah. pretty much what I've been doing for a living for the past couple of years Yeah is I travel around the world and I try and record sets where I'm the ethnic minority in the room Wow okay and then I interview comedians of different sexuality ethnicity and gender gosh and ask them uh, dumb white guy questions yeah. because I think in the modern climate uh I think like when it comes to issues of difference and cultures and subculture, I think we need a conversation more complex and nuanced than, uh, you know, racism doesn't exist or everything's racist. Yeah, yeah. And interestingly, you'll like this, uh, the inspiration for the show was I was traveling across the Baltic with a young uh, Estonian comedian called Daniel Weinbergs, and I was with another comedian called Jamali Maddox, who's a, a British Jamaican dude. And Daniel... (laughs) <laughs> Jamali was the first black guy Daniel's ever ever met wow. and both Jamali and I were like going I've never met anyone that's never met a black guy wow. and the thing, so he's flying out specifically yeah. to be on a panel of all black comedians Yeah, and uh, I, I'm just intrigued to see what will happen because to be honest from anyone else the things he has to say and the questions he has to ask yeah. would be so offensive. yeah. But because he has no field of reference and he's like a newborn baby, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've kind of immersed myself in that kind of world over the past couple of years. And this whole idea of the, the great British sense of humor is a myth. And, and and actually a little bit pompous and covertly racist. yeah. Because if you go to India... Like, you know, people say, like, oh, the great British sense of humour, what's so great about it? Oh, it's our ability to laugh at ourselves. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you know what? If you go to India, you better have some jokes about Indian people. And I don't mean made-up white stereotypes. Mm. I mean honest observations about no one is thin-skinned about their culture. Indians like jokes about Indians. Yeah, yeah. Americans like jokes about Americans. Australians like jokes about Australians. And if you go to Africa as well, Africans like jokes about Africans. We just don't think it's special or magnanimous. And I think in this modern climate of also the BBC initiative of, you know, having to have one quote-unquote ethnic per panel and one woman... That to me is more racist and bigoted and sexist than an all. That, I would be okay with that if every now and then they could have, uh, you know, uh, a an Arab and a black guy on a panel show on a comedy panel show at the same time, mm. as opposed to, you know, uh, one a uh, one Asian one week, yeah, one black guy the following week. And to me, that's really I. I I think it might be kind of refreshing for actually just to be one straight white male on uh, on a panel of all manner of different people. Yeah. Because I so, think this initiative, if you put one woman or one quote-unquote ethnic, which, by the way, divides the world into white and other. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on that. But uh, if you do that, all you're doing is asking people of different ethnicities and, and gender and sexuality to fit in with the straight white male. Yeah so uh, are I you
2: are you the doing right this now that fits in
13: with everyone else
2: listen get your pens and papers guys because we're going to tell you how you can get tickets to go and see this and then you can come and see the rabbit hole straight after so are you yeah. are you still doing stand up though like proper, you know g- gigs where, where you where it's you with a microphone for 20 minutes or 40 minutes
13: yes yeah but it's mostly I, I actively go to places like Hong Kong uh, I want to do Africa next year India uh, Malaysia throughout Asia and I just record these sets, yeah. where I'm pretty much the only white guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. And it's eye opening. It is. It's it's uh, the the popular uh, perception people have of themselves in the Western world, and, and and how they think other cultures view us. Like you know how people always talk about punching up and punching down. Yeah. In comedy, you may have discussed that many a time on this show. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand the concept of punching sideways. So when you see an Indian comedian do jokes about uh white people and white culture they don't look at it as punching up or punching down they think it's punching sideways right and and it would seem in in particularly in british society we don't have a concept of that mm. uh and i'm i'm doing my best to change that and also yeah i uh, i'm now in a double act with an indigenous australian guy really yeah, we're the first double act of our kind in history. It's kind of we're a reluctant double act. Yeah, like I'm everything he hates. Like it shouldn't work. Mm. <laughs> I'm everything he hates, and he talks while Guns and Roses is on the radio. So what's that? Wowzers!
2: That's that's, but, that's not that's not healthy.
13: That's not on, is it? No, that's not healthy. We uh, just recently did like uh, uh, the Perth Festival. We did Edinburgh Festival uh, together last year. His name's Craig Quatermain. He's a journalist turned comedian, and. um it's uh, remarkable that we just seem to have fallen backwards into this thing that uh, it, it seems that we cancel out each other's weaknesses yeah. and we're kind of perfectly indicative of the black-white dynamic in Australia because I, our only goal was to get Indigenous Australians and white Australians in the same room together laughing, yeah. and you wouldn't believe... The resistance we had. To oh that no! I bet. Idea. I bet. I've, really? I've I've
2: heard what it's like. I've never. I, I, I was there for four days, but I, it doesn't really count. But I, no, I've heard. Yeah, I, I bet that was it. Was a a tough sell.
13: Well, it, we did it, and it worked. Um, uh, but then, at the same time, watching white Australians trying to speak to Indigenous people after the show was excruciating. Why? Uh,
2: Just cause because they didn't know what to say, and it was all a bit patronising.
13: Uh, mate. At one point, this bloke walks up, there's a friend of Craig's called Curtis, he's a filmmaker up in the, um, the Kimberley region, yeah. and this lawyer bloke, like, we did maybe touch people on some level, like, you know, we don't pull our punches, it's yeah. not some trite... Ebony ivory, ivory, you know what I do. You know,
2: <laughs> I know exactly what you do. Yes, no, no punches pulled.
13: So it's not. It's you know, for for truly cathartic laughs, jokes have to have a sting in their tail. And we see, we we kind of achieved our goal, and, and and clearly we touched some people. But then the one thing we weren't ready, prepared for was people would use me and Craig as like their their intermediate or their vessel into. Speaking to indigenous people, and it was, it was at one point, this lawyer bloke walks up to this guy called Curtis, uh, like I said, an indigenous uh, uh, bloke from uh, up north, filmmaker. Yeah. And this guy walks up and he doesn't say a word. He touches his hands to his chest. He then reaches out and touches his hands to Curtis's chest and then mimes bumping his fists together. And both me and Craig, Craig had to go. He speaks English, mate. What, what are you doing? <laughs> this is—it was painful. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But, but the beauty of, I think, like Daniel flying out on. So we do, It's the final Sunday of every month. So yeah. this week it is. Uh, the the kind of the loose subject is everything you wanted to know about black people. were too afraid to ask. Yeah. Uh, and because this whole idea of. People I think there are no racist questions I do think There are racist responses to good answers Right so often when we talk about heritage or people's background, somewhere along the way, people started to think that was a racist question. Mm. But then that just labeled Black Britain as black, as mm. a color. Mm. And yet Black Britain is made up of more culturally diverse, more countries, more languages, and a bigger span of this globe than, than Anglo-Saxon European mm. britain And uh, Oh, well, people think that Africa is a country. Yes, and yes, I, I, I,
2: I, yes I've been to Africa. No, it's, it's, it's a continent, and it's massive. It's
13: massive. <laughs> it's got so many cultures, yeah. so many, and, and and they have their own jokes and stereotypes about one another, as, yeah, of as course we they do, do in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and I think with Daniel there, I think Daniel will probably ask a lot of questions that no one had ever considered, but I think also white Britain, because things are so racially toxic right now, Yeah. I think uh, somehow people have confused a sense of curiosity with racism, because right now we've suppressed racial discussion so much in this country that uh, and deemed it impolite. Mm. That the only people that are willing to discuss race openly are racists. Mm.
2: And oh, for years doing this kind of sh- the phone-in show. For years, you'd have people phoning in saying, "Well, I can't say what I really think because you'll consider me racist," but now. Those people of that, that barrier's gone since, since UKIP yes. and Farage and Brexit and Trump. That barrier's gone. And the racists now have got no, no, n- you know, no, no blocks over their mouth. And they're, they're saying whatever they want to say. You go on Twitter and you've got all these, you know, the, the nuts, horrible, horrible people saying whatever they think. And, and some of them think really
13: nasty things. Oh, you only have to look at your YouTube comments. And yeah. it's a countdown it's a count it's a countdown to Hitler and an N bomb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just, right. And I'm like, wait a minute, my stand up was talking about my three legged cat. How'd yeah. this happen? Yeah. <laughs> like on any given video. But also I think we on the left have to like maybe stop. I mean, I don't know if you're a left leaning guy. I'm left of centre. Yeah, I, I think, think I would think I would was consider so to the right, that. yeah. But so, like, things have moved so far to the right that I am now being called a PC, yeah, D, you know, <laughs> Brendan Burns a PC. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I went viral for a rant I did about Australia Day, yeah, and, and for the first time, I've been called this PC, D-bag socialist apologist, and wow. I'm like, what? If I'm your version of PC, but I think also maybe we need to stop reacting to what we want to happen. Yeah. And start reacting to what actually happens. Yeah. So, say when it came to Brexit, and they used some pretty racist imagery in the in the um, in the billboards, and we on the left fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, because then we went, look how racist that is, yeah. and then race has got to go. Wait. You mean I get a vote, yeah <laughs> you mean I can vote for racism
2: <laughs> brendan, stay there because i've got i 've got to go to the news i 'm hoping your phone is is charged up, and you 've got enough juice because I want to come back and have a bit more time with you after the news, so don 't go anywhere um uh, I, the, my thing is when the racists go, oh, you just keep throwing that word racist around well yeah, because you're a racist you you, you saying that doesn't do, take anyway oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand with brendan burns um, we'll, we'll come back and find out how to get tickets after this.
1: Talk Radio.
2: Give us a call, 0344 499 We'll carry on chatting to Brendan Burns and find out where you can see him and get tickets and all that stuff, so get your pens and papers. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: 0344 499 Brendan Burns is uh, is um, joining me. At Brendan Burns on Twitter, but it's Brendan with an O, not an A.
13: Brendan, yeah,
2: Do you ever, cause listen, we've said this before, we both worked yeah. together on the 11 o'clock show and, and everyone went on to huge success and, you know, we, we went on to different things, shall we say? Different. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't success, let's just say that. Do you ever, do you ever think? Do you ever get bitter about that? Do you ever look at, look back at that when, you know, when we were bubbling hot things for different reasons? I mean, you've been doing stand up for years and years and you were like a well respected stand up. I've been doing stand up for 20 minutes and was not very good when we got, you know, when we, I was, I was terrible and we got thrown together doing that. Do you ever get, cause I spent, i tell you why. I spent a long time and not, I don't really have it now, but I spent a long time after that full of bitterness and resentment and watching, um, well, I couldn't watch Gervais, <laughs> and I couldn't watch, um, Sasha, and I struggled to watch Mackenzie, which was awkward, because I was, you know, sharing a flat with Mackenzie. I, I, I struggled... Aren't he to... your best friend? Yeah, 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 I was a great friend, but I, 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 struggled seeing those people go off and have, you know, much more successful careers than me, and I just wondered how, because I know you've, you've been doing stand-up, of course, but I just wondered what your, how you kind of, you, the, the years after that were for honest. you...
13: It's never, uh, I've never really been an envious mm. person. And to be honest, I remember, like, um, Adam Bloom was like the master of ceremonies. He's a very brilliant comedian. Yeah. He's the master of ceremonies, uh, at my wedding. And one of the nicest things anyone's ever said is when we started out, like, I started out in 1990, and pretty much, uh, every one of my close group of friends, I booked at clubs. They got booked for Edinburgh. They, everyone got everything before I did. But yeah. because that's because I, I knew that I wanted to be an uncentered comedian. Mm. So that's all that it was. It my So I always had the attitude of, um, I always knew it was going to take me longer. I always yeah. knew it was going to take me longer to find my voice. But also, I'm from Perth, Western Australia, so. That's one of the world's most remote cities. I didn't grow up in the UK where stand-up, com- stand-up comedian was a viable profession. Because stand-up comedians were like cabbage patch dolls. They were fairies. They were, yeah. you know, mythical beings. It's not something someone did for a living. So any a friend of mine got ahead, all that ever did was empower me. Like, go, oh, oh, that's, oh, this is possible. Right, yeah. Oh, you can, You can do this. Yeah. And... And Adam, you know, said at my wedding, he goes, you know, everyone got everything before Brendan, and that had to hurt, and he never, he never seemed to resent anyone. Yeah. He never seemed to resent anyone. And to be honest, I don't think I'm a good guy for that, because that works out great for me. Mm. Like, you see people that are plagued with bitterness and envy and... Oh, um, I
2: had it for a long time. I'm I'm pretty much rid of it now because you know I've done a lot of work on myself. But yeah, I it it, it it ate me up for a long time.
13: Well, and don't forget, look at everyone. Okay, you're listening to three people that went on from the eleven o'clock show. Yeah, yeah. Look at the people that didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and I it all right. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. <laughs> and this and this is where I am now, Brendan. You know, I've I've had. S- since 1998 or nine, 99, whenever it was, it started. I've had pretty much, apart from one bad year, I've had pretty much continuous work, you know, and I've, I can, mm. I can feed both the kids and I've, and I've got a roof over my head. So to still be doing it in this business, you, to, speaking of Adam Bloom, there's, there's a funny man. There's a funny yeah. man. And with, with, a with, with comedians like you and Adam, I'm not really a big fan of stand-up comedy. I don't tend to go and see it, but with comedians like you and Adam, there's um, there's a real tension in the room just because you don't quite know where it's going to go. You don't quite know. You've got you've got the set and you've got the tight twinning. You've got all of that, but you just don't know where it's going to go. And I love no, that.
13: I love it. Uh, uh, no, it, it, I don't really have. Me, I either die on my. Can you say? A word on we this. could say us. We could say arse. Yeah. Yes, that's about as far as I It's you. generally like it's always been the case as well that no matter what someone's profile is, yeah. if I'm on a bill with a bunch of other comics, they always put me on last. Right. No matter how much more famous everyone else is, because I'm either going to tear the roof off mm. or get booed out of the building, mm. and essentially, <laughs> no matter what. There's going to be nothing left. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And I He's love that. I do. love, I love acts <laughs> whether it's music or comedy or whatever, where there's a, there's a, there's a, a saying a sense of danger sounds a bit, bit fay, but you know, that the, 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 y- y- there is an unpredictability, that's it. There is an unpredictability about, there's a, there's a hint of madness in you and Adam Bloom.
13: I've re- yeah, I've done a lot of work to, to sort that out. Don't <laughs> sort it out too much. You know, I've said th- about that. I worry about losing that. I worry about losing the madness. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I know. What, I, I know what you mean. I've said this before. You know, I find you intimidating. Don't you? Really? Still? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still. Still. It's still. I really do. So many people say that to me. But um but that's spend some time and I'll drive you somewhere No, don't you dare what
13: and kill me god I, no no I'll marinate you some ribs It'll but, be no, the same. Sam, but, Sam Simmons told me that too like so many young acts but I'm, keep telling me that they were intimidated but I'm saying
2: and- I'm, I'm saying that A because I know that you you, 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 you know it, you you can take it and B because it's not I don't mean it as an insult that's my baggage that I'm carrying around but and I'll tell you where it comes from and I've, I think I've told you this before Ye- about the year before we were going to do the 11 o'clock show so we hadn't met but we I think I'd seen you at clubs and stuff and we were in edinburgh and i was sat with mackenzie and you came in i think i want to say with matt lucas but i don't know if it was and you were steaming drunk and you came up to me and i was totally out of my depth and you came up to me and you you pointed in my face and went you've been on stand up live i've just earned 10 points (laughs) <laughs> and, and I remember, honestly, I felt I felt so humiliated and crushed, <laughs> and I just shrank. And from that moment on, even though we've worked together, I've always carried that. I've always carried that. You got ten points for seeing me on Stand Up Live.
13: Uh, I don't care. Well, what's ten points mean? I don't know, mate. You were steaming drunk. <laughs> I was.
2: I was off my nut. It was. You know. That was. That was it. But it's funny, isn't it? Those. Uh, those. Th- I mean, that was. That was literally 20 years ago, and, and somewhere yeah. in my screwed-up head, that has stuck in there. Isn't it funny? I've been 10 years sober since
13: then as well, in yep. fairness. And I live on a farm, and I've got a cat.
2: You live on a farm? That sounds fantastic. How's that going?
13: Oh, it's wonderful, particularly when touring, because I'm home every night. Yeah. it's I live in the middle of the country, smack oh, bang. Mate. There's two lakes on the property. It's wonderful. Oh.
2: Beautiful.
13: That's 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 where I want.
2: That's where I want to end up. in, in somewhere like that. That's what I We moved out of London, and we kind of we we still live in a town, but it's, we live on the edge of the town. And I, I I want to end up somewhere there in the middle of nowhere, please.
13: Oh, I hope so. Uh, I think I think I want to earn enough to have two houses, like a like a property, a ranch somewhere in Australia, yeah. so I can retire somewhere hot, and maybe somewhere in LA. Wow. You, 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 do, you, don't, you, don't, uh, you don't mind, oh, yeah, man, do you, the,
2: Brendan Burns?
13: The, the, the podcast ain't doing that great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, you're doing all right, are you? you, 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 you you're feeding everybody and you, you, you're you paying the bills and stuff. Oh, no, my wife's a very successful screenwriter.
13: Oh! <laughs> so she's the money spinner, mate. I'm a kept man. Oh, in that no, she's case. Got, she's got major heat. Oh, really? But it's, well, I, I had a couple of good financial years, and now she's having a couple of good yeah. years. So, Oh, it's
2: good when it goes that, like oh, that, yeah.
13: Oh, you'll laugh at this. Oh. Go on. Okay, this is going to sound like a humble brag to begin with, yeah. but I assure you, I am the butt of the joke at the end of the story. Yeah. So, uh, uh, long story short, I'm going to the uh, Billy Murray pub, where you and I are doing a show, yep. to interview Jamali Maddox, a very brilliant comedian, uh, about his show, Hate Thy Neighbour, which yeah. is... a uh, one of the smartest things I've ever seen on race ever yeah Um, oh he's a guest on Sunday as well I should say I should say who's on here is Jamali Maddox Ola the comedian uh, and Desiree Birch uh, all three brilliant 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 acts and Daniel Weinbergs okay and uh, they're going to sit there and field his bizarre Estonian questions yeah. on behalf of black people everywhere, apparently. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great night, nice. <laughs> And uh, it's £3, 6 o'clock start. Right, so anyway. Wait,
2: so wait, hang on a minute, hang you know, on a minute. How do we, can you buy tickets online? Or you just rock up at the door and buy tickets?
13: I think you can buy tickets online. It's nearly sold out. It's at the Angel angelcomedy.co.uk, isn't it? I don't know. I, I do my tickets through TicketSource. I, I tell you what, folks... You won't hear a conversation like this anywhere else yeah. in the UK. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, you know, when you drop your guards racially, it's, it's, it's going to be the end. The final Sunday of every month. Next April, it's sexuality. And I'm talking to transgender comedians, I think. No, gender issues with transgender comedians. Yeah. And then the week after that, probably sexuality with uh, gay and lesbian comedians. Beautiful.
9: Beautiful.
13: Beautiful. Uh, so uh anyway, so I'm I assure you I'm gonna be the butt of this joke. It's gonna sound like a humble brag. Yeah. But this is now my wife is doing quite well, right? Yeah. Uh remember that. Put a pin in that fact. Okay. So I go to go interview ahead. Jamali Maddox and uh I walk in uh at the the Billy Murray pub and it's in the middle of the day, so we're using the upstairs room to record, and there's all these young open micers there for a uh MC course or something, right? right? And when I walk in the whole room stopped and went, oh, I made the, oh, noise. Like, oh, you know, and, and I've been around long enough to know no. what that means. Yeah, of right? course. It's, it's, uh, ooh, it's Big him. star. Oh, well, no, not exactly. Oh. Like, this is, okay, this sounds what I'm saying. Sounds like what I'm saying, right? I'm going somewhere with this. So I go upstairs and Jamali arrives and I said, hey, maybe we should go downstairs with the open micers and, and record this in front of them. You know, yeah. uh, they'll get a bit of a kick out of it, you know, and it's, it's, it's about the process and, you know, where the taboos and boundaries are in comedy and everything. And maybe they'll get a kick out of it. And Jamali goes, they don't want to hear from me. And I was like, are you kidding me, mate? You just did Live <laughs> at the Apollo and you're on every panel show going. Like Seriously, like, they're going to flip out. Like, you're way more famous than me. And when I, when I walked in the room, they all went, oh, and made that oh, kind of oh, face. And he went, yeah, mate. That's because, like, I'm a part of, (laughs) Jamali goes, I'm a part of the furniture. I'm around. They see me all the time. You're on a farm. (laughs) (laughs) You only turn up to do, like, things like you said, that you're like an urban myth now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The legend of the late, great, great Brendan Burns.
13: yeah, so he goes, like, you're like Bigfoot. So when you arrive at gigs, I said, is that what keeps happening? When I'm arriving at regular gigs, to try new material. And he's like, yeah, you're like Kitchen. You, 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 <laughs> you, you're Bigfoot. You've got this mystique, right? And I was so I come home, and I tell my wife this story. Yeah, <laughs> And she goes, well, you know what, Brendan, maybe you should go to clubs more and show people what you're doing. You know, rather than just playing to this niche audience that you've created, and I said, <laughs> no self awareness, gl- no glib irony. I meant it as well. And nah, I, I think I want to work on my mistake. <laughs> 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 and my wife, my wife just buries me. He goes. <laughs> Listen here, Liz Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've had a good year financially. He's become a diva, all of us. He's become a diva. Exactly. We can't... She goes, I'm not earning enough that you can just turn up and draped yourself across a piano. Like. <laughs> go and do so some good. work, bands. Yeah, working on you, mystique. <laughs> don't get out
2: of my house, Brendan. Listen, I will. Um, I will see you on Sunday. Then don't overrun for crying out loud.
13: No, of course I won't. No, we, we, but, yeah, we've got like a whole camera set up and everything. Oh, and don't worry, I'll run the time. Hey, folks, don't forget that yes. the clocks go forward. This weekend, yes. so yes. don't be late for me and don't be
2: late for Ian. Okay, well, do, well, I I would argue that they go backwards, but we'll see what happens. I can't, I can never remember the website. No, 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 no. They go backwards. Uh, you get an extra hour in the winter yes.
13: and you lose an hour in the summer.
2: Spring? No, it's spring back, fall forwards, isn't it? Wait, if the clocks go back, Is then it spring. But I would spring, spring back. back. You spring Fall back. Forward. Yeah, that's
13: it. So the dot com is no. The, is no, the clocks go forward. You lose an hour. I've, you gain an hour in winter. I'm, I am sure you get a longer weekend.
2: I think it, well, it's, it's technically it's my country, and I think I know what the clocks do. I think that well, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I, I'll agree with you, and then when I've cut you off, I'll, I'll tell them the right answer now. <laughs> I, I think don't, I'm right. I think no, I'm right. So, if uh, people want to find out bits and pieces, com, and it's Brendan with an O, guys, Brendan with an O. Um, you're at Brendan Burns, Brendan with an O on Twitter. Um, yeah, is that all the information people need?
13: You can go to www.thebrendanburnshow.com or you can subscribe to Dumb White Guy on iTunes, which is free every Sunday. Oh,
2: and you know the trick to get it up the iTunes chart? Get people to unsubscribe, then subscribe again. I heard that just this week. Yeah, it works. It, and I, we, what we do is we do it because we got this oh, podcast. Oh, right, because you know Toby, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do this. Toby, Toby just messaged me and told me the same no, thing, it, and, and it works, right? So we do it for this show and the, the the rabbit hole, the other one, right? Is just when we're going down the charts in the forties, everyone unsubscribes, subscribes, does it twice, we're back up in the top ten, and and I know it's a bit of a cheat and it's a bit of an ego thing, but also it means that. You know, the people that just look at the top 10, top 20, they'll see yeah. it and they go, oh, I'll give this a punt.
13: Oh, no, yeah, I'm buried. I'm not in any streaming service and because of the content. Uh-oh. Like, no one really wants to touch it. Uh-oh. It's... Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it is uncensored racial chat, and
2: that makes people feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> uncensored racial chat with Brendan Burns. <laughs> now, there's, there's a title for a show. I'd I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Uh,
13: uh, Brendan? Do double... Well, it's it's definitely like it's a more multicultural room. <laughs> it draws a more multicultural crowd, like yeah. just by calling a show Dumb White Guy. Yeah. Uh, because I think people tend to trust you a bit more. Yeah. When you lead with that. Of going right here's everything I don't know, as opposed <laughs> to these. You hear these stories of these awful white people turning up to Black Lives Matter rallies and start dishing out orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not even. You can't even claim to have your heart in the right place, Brendan. If you do that. Yeah, listen. Uh, it's it's a pleasure <laughs> to talk go. to you. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing
2: you on 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 Sunday. And we we never got round to talking about when we had a snog once, which is is um is a bonus. Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> mate, Unfortunately, it did. Uh, was that on? Was that on? It wasn't. there wasn't. It wasn't even on camera. It wasn't for telly. No, mate. It was. It was for um, giggles. We were drunk, Brendan. Of course, we had a snog. It meant nothing to you. You git. <laughs> it meant nothing at the eleven o'clock show party. We had anyway. That doesn't matter because it's, it's. It's.
9: Oh yeah! Um,
2: I snogged everyone that night. Oh, you're, you're such a tuck. How to make me feel lousy in the last uh, ten seconds, uh, uh, Brendan, I'm so sorry. i love you, man. <laughs> uh, you've got my uh, you've got my proper email address, and that's get me on that, and I'll I check that one more often, and I'll I'll, I'll be in t- and I'll see I'll see you Sunday, man. Yeah, love you too, buddy. Cheers, fella. There we go. Brendan Burns on a farm in his car. 03444991000. Cleo, come to you after this.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late
1: night, Ian Lee on the talk radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: So, so um, people are watching on Periscope, um, which is lovely. And then this guy has tweeted me. A guy called Gary Duncan Miller. Why is he? He's tweeted me a screen grab for. Um, of the of the Periscope feed. And on the screen grab, it says, your message, so I'm guessing this is the message he posted. Ian, much does hashtag Tavistock Institute pay you for propaganda radio and TV MKUltra was hidden for spam. Now, I don't know what the Tavistock Institute is, so I just Googled it. The Tavistock Institute of Human Relations is a British not-for-profit organisation concerned with group behaviour An organisational behaviour. I have got no idea, and I've already wasted two minutes of my life wondering why this person has sent me this. Um, Oh, and then you see his. um, Okay, then you see his Twitter bio. He's a fruitcake. Okay, right. Well, thanks, Gary Duncan Miller. Thanks, man. Oh, were you the guy that I blocked? Um, for being anti-Semitic. Was that you? Because I blocked someone for being... Because um, I mentioned on Periscope that... Is that the guy that I blocked um, for um, being... Because I said what me and Kath were thinking of taking the show to New York for a week, which we are. Uh, his reply was, Jew York blocked him. I don't think... I've been told it's not that guy. It's another nutter. Oh, okay. It's another nutter. Well, okay. <laughs> Jew York... Yeah, beautiful. Great food. I'm there. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> people, man. Oh, people are nuts. People are nuts. Cleo. Ian Lee. You
9: yes. Ian Lee.
2: Hello you. Hey man, I'm going to I've I've tweeted that guy asking what it means and do you know what? I'm just going to delete it. I don't I don't want to get involved with them. Um, I don't
8: you know, know what, you're, I think you're in the Illuminati. Yeah. there yeah, it is.
9: Yeah, 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 yeah.
8: Apparently I am. Do you know why? Go on, mate. Do you know that gubbins I went on about last week about the
2: blood? <laughs> Not really. I kind of switched off about yeah. 30 seconds into it because I didn't have a clue what you were talking about. But yes. Well,
8: do, you know, do you know what's really funny? Yes. Um, do you know when um, David Knight goes on about the blinking reptilians and all that? Yeah. Tardy, happy stuff. Yeah. Well, apparently it's, uh on um, it's me, uh, um, rhesus negative, apparently, uh billion people on Earth have alien blood, scientists
2: claim. Oh, Cleo, you, I told you to stay off those forums, I told you to stay <laughs> off those forums! That's exactly
8: where the rabbit hole stopped,
2: yeah, I was Cle- like, what the hell? Yeah, so, on, so you've given up on being a rhesus baby now, I, have you? Well, no, I'm still pursuing that, because apparently there is... Yeah, loads of people are rhesus babies. No, I mean
8: survivors. See, what do you, you mean survivor? Because like, I, uh, you have one. Oh, I have you,
2: one. Yeah, my mum's. You, you oh, no, don't, don't, will, don't, don't, yeah, lot, la- no, don't, 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 don't. Because I've got. i No, don't. Because I got last last time, and I, I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. what have you got? What have you got for us tonight? Anyhow, yeah. yeah. So
8: I was thinking for the first time ever today, I went. I need to speak to Professor Joseph Levens. 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 Yep. 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 Because this is just gubbins—the amount of stuff you find.
9: Yeah,
2: and it's um, it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, hang on a second, Catherine. Have we been accepted for press passes for the, um, uh, the people, the, the gods of Ashtar or whatever it is, the um, underground world? No response. Hmm, disappointing. Disappointing. Um, anyway, you were talking about rubbish you find online. Yeah, man. So here's the characteristics, right? Of what these.
8: Alien bloodline that I have. Okay. According to David IT types. Yeah. And the Daily Star, of all papers. Some common characteristics of people with this blood type include having a high IQ, like I didn't know about that, having a, low, a lower body temperature. I think that's a lie. Having more awareness, possibly physically and emotionally. Definitely not physically. Having red hair, I'm not a ginger. I'm uh, slightly cherry-orban when I was a kid. Being sensitive to heat. Yes. I don't know whether that's in the actual temperature.
2: It'll be heat. Heat the, means temperature.
8: Yes, on but not like the, as in
2: a dog. This Gary um, Duncan and, Miller is a nutcase, and he's just started following me. He's, he's typed in capitals because he's shouting, and you tell me how Jew York is anti-Semitic to a Protestant Jew like myself or me saying it? Sorry, if you... i tell you what, Gary Duncan Miller, if you can put that in English, right, I might have a better chance of, of understanding it. I've told him to either call in or get stuffed, because he's an absolute... He's Now he's... Oh, God. He's gonna get blocked in a minute for being a massive
8: bellend. Well, do you know where this links? Because, like, there was a time when the david eight reptilian thing everyone was saying
2: reptilian was code for jew yeah i don't i don't believe you that know what I, mean? I don't believe that I, I think when he says reptilian he means he, re- he actually means i do as well reptilian people, i think that's what he means i don't think it's the <laughs> ju- d- 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 anti-semitic <laughs> code actually
8: but it's great so i've been telling everyone all me nutter like um
2: sort of David Icke fans, I've yeah. been telling them all I'm a reptilian. You know, we had David on the show, and he was an absolutely delightful, charming gentleman. He seems like a nice... boy. Yeah. Have you seen his fingers? Yeah, yeah, he's got really bad arthritis. Oh. His, 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 his fingers are all um are all really yeah. painful. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he suffers a lot with arthritis, and um that's what cut short his footballing career. And he's, he, he, I don't know if he still is, actually, but I know when he was in his 20s, he was in agony. Agony. Oh, yeah, was awful. Yeah, he was... um. Uh, we'll get him on again, David Icke, and I think he enjoyed it, because I said to him, look, I don't want, I said, because we had to, it took a bit of persuasion to get him on, because I think he thought, late night phoning show, they're going to get me on and rip me to shreds, and I I said, look, David, uh, we were speaking to his son, I think, who was his manager, one of his sons, and we said, look, we don't I'm I do you know I'm really not interested actually tonight in the theories. I want to know about him. I want to know about him growing Aye. up and 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 Aye. his football career and his TV career and how he felt after that interview. I wanted to talk about all of that stuff. And um I I think he really enjoyed it. I, I and I I certainly thoroughly enjoyed it and we we got on beautifully. Did you ever see the series
8: Spy John Monson, the late Yes, um, yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God he's on that that's a good one. He's on that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no I I I, I, I I watched that,
8: yeah. And it's got, like, a pre-pubescent Alex Jones on there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Cleo, listen, thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Don't forget to tick your radio Diaries Late Nights with Ian
1: Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee. On air and after
0: me. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's go to Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie. Um, Gary Duncan Miller, by the way, if you want to call in, I'm going to start following you, Gary. Just for um, the last 30 minutes of the show. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to direct message you. Hang on. What's your number? We can call you. There we go. Let's, I love it when you give um, idiots on Twitter the chance to uh, call in. Because they never do it. They never do it. They
9: never do it.
14: Julie! Hi. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say um, that I really enjoyed um, your chats with Brendan, and I listened to both, obviously, you and his podcast as well, so I would recommend that. And um, I just wanted to know um, tell me more about this kiss, because you kind of just like, skated over it.
9: That's
2: private. That's private business.
14: <laughs> okay. <laughs> It just really made me laugh, especially when he said, "Oh yeah, I kissed everybody." And I just thought, "Oh, that, thats kind of, you know, that's not fair, right? That's hurtful."
2: Yeah, no, well, you know, it was one of those one of those things. They were, they were crazy, crazy days, and I was off my nuts. Do
14: you ever do you ever look back to those days and think
2: they were good days? Yeah, they were good. Um, um, uh, Yeah, they were good. They were good. Uh, um, I got a little bit maudlin when uh, people on Periscope would have seen me getting a little bit maudlin um, when when, uh, Brendan went and uh, we went to the ads. And, um, yeah, they they were good. But uh, uh, there's a lot of regret about not taking... um, um... (laughs) Gary Duncan Miller has DM'd me... I've said, what's your number? We can call you. He's replied, I'm not that stupid. The hashtag Jesuits control all media. I'm replying,
3: bottler, bottler, like a little chicken.
9: (laughs) See, I don't
14: understand that. I don't understand why people would, well, I do this because they can't finish their argument i suppose but if you if you're that kind of um how do i take a screen certain grab- about things why would you not take the opportunity to how do i take
8: how do
2: i take oh no hang on it how do i take a screen grab on my computer control Alt three no control Alt four no shift alt three no shift alt four no shift command three no shift command four yes yeah, shift command four right gotcha Let's take a little screen grab. There we go, and we'll tweet that. Anyway, go on, Julie. What you got? Oh, oh, did you do it? You just wanted to know about my my private sex life.
14: Yeah, no. I, I, well, mainly it was just to say that I really enjoyed your chat with Brendan. That that's that's uh, what I just I uh,
2: thought. Was all right, mate. Very don't, lovely. All right, don't don't be don't don't be such a um a, a kiss ass, a lick ass. Is lick ass a phrase? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not allowed to say I enjoyed it. No, you're not. Yeah, creep. Okay. (laughs) You absolute creep. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Julie, tell bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to um, give me a call, you're more than welcome. Just tweet in that conversation. There we go. Done. Um, Oh, no one's called. I've got no calls. What is that, um, um, what's, what, what written down here? <clears throat> that picture of, um, Theresa May, looking all windswept, with a jacket over her shoulders, sat on a sofa. Someone tweeted, it looks like, um, she's the victim of a road traffic accident. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting there holding her head in her hands it's a brilliant picture I, 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 I don't know who, who tweeted that originally and I um, I wish I did to give them the credit because it was very very funny um, mm, mm. oh who's, who's Pia Mia there's a pop singer called Pia Mia is I saw she was in the PPS lab. here's a picture of Pia Mia Um, and, um, Pia Mia. It's a straight, it's a good name, Pia Mia. If I was going to be a pop star, I think I'd call myself Pia Mia. I like the name Pia Mia. Um, yeah, no, I'd, um, I'd call myself Pia Mia. Um, the 48-hour afterglow that bonds us after sex. Oh,
3: sweet Lord.
2: It's all about sex. This is by Daily Mail reporter, so um, a good story. A good story. Sex gives couples an afterglow that lasts, lasts up to two days. You really should uh, you should have a shower at the very, very least, and helps them to bond more closely. So they're saying sex might be good for couples. Really, I haven't thought about the physical intimacy. I have not thought of that. That's not bad. It's a good idea, well done, yeah. A study of newlyweds... Those guys don't know nothing, those suckers. They don't know what's coming to them. A study of newlyweds found the warm feelings between lovers remained for up to 48 hours.
3: Oh, God.
2: Strengthening their relationship however long they'd been together. The findings by US psychologists show intimacy in the bedroom bonds couples together more than was previously believed. Why is this, how is this, how is this news? Surely that is obvious, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, Dr, Dr. Andrea Meltzer of Florida State University said... Our research shows sexual satisfaction remains elevated 48 hours after sex. And people with the strongest sexual afterglow, that is, people who report a higher level of sexual satisfaction 48 hours after sex, what does that mean? Um, re- report higher levels of relationship satisfaction several months later. Well, because they're probably in a healthy relationship and they're having sex... So they're um, uh, in love. Um, Oh, Gary Duncan Miller. No thanks, mate. Muted, you twat. There we go. (laughs) Sorry, I said that out loud. (laughs) Not blocked. Muted. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Done. There we go. Man who's never had sex. This is because um, uh, we're, we're streaming on Periscope. And this is what I, I, I gave. Um, uh, uh, I taught a class at Gloucester University um, on Monday. No, was it this Monday? Was it yesterday? Flipping it. What a lot has happened since then. And um, uh, they, they asked about Periscope and, and, and how it's important. And I said, Well, it's important. I said, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'd never like webcams in studios. And I don't like Periscope because. Um, for me, radio is a listening experience. You, you, you know, theatre of the mind. You, you visualize it all in your head, and, and and that for me is how it works. But, 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 for a brand new station, well, a year old um, station, um that the, the skimped on the advertising. Let's be honest, Matt. I'll come to you in a minute. Um, it, it it it's a great way of getting, you know, new people to be aware of the station because the way Periscope works is. They might get a notification, or someone they're following might notify them, or if they're just scrolling through and it says UK radio show. People might just watch it out of interest, and that's and and that is how that that nut job found me was through Periscope. So it it does have its bonuses, um, but I I prefer that I prefer it all to be in the head. The link was revealed in an a no an analyst. Oh, there we go. An in an analyst of two independent studies. Boring, boring, boring. Boing, boing, boing. Uh, the the re- researchers say the findings suggest sex is linked with relationship quality over time. Flip it, Jesus. Oh, no, no, I suppose it, it filled three minutes. Matt, I'll come to you after this.
0: The wild man of late night radio is back.
1: Ian Lee on Talk radio. radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Oh, 0344 499 four, Evening, Matt. 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 Okay, Matt's not there. Um, I, wonder, I wonder why that is. He should be there. Matt, are you there? No. Okay. Well, there's no Matt. I don't know. I don't know why, but there's no Matt. Which is fine. Feels like the show's kind of run out of steam a bit, doesn't it? In the last ten minutes or so. <clears throat> i have great trouble swallowing at the moment. Struggling to swallow at the moment. I don't quite know why. It seems to be going on quite um... well, a Is he there now? Matt, are you there? Hello. There you are. I can hear you now, Matt. I don't know what happened
4: there. What have you got? No, the of course not. You couldn't hear me before, no? No, I couldn't. No, genuinely, I couldn't hear you before. OK, I'll uh, give you the benefit of the doubt. Thank you very uh, much, Matt. I appreciate say, uh, it. That I'm sure you do. Um, I very much uh, enjoyed your chat with Brendan. Um, he is a little bit of a comedy hero of mine. Well... Uh, have you seen the bit he did? Uh, I think in about 2010, in um, one of his stand-up shows, when he he planted a heckler in the audience. Yes,
2: I did see that bit. I believe it yeah. went what they call viral.
4: Yeah, it may well have done. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a bit slow to slow on the uptake on these things. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a bit of a genius. He's a very, <laughs> fun, he's a saying, very, very
2: funny stand-up comedian. There is no is doubt about it. Yeah, he's brilliant
4: he 's edgy, but he, he he has an edge that other, a lot of others don 't have, yes. um, so yeah, uh, really enjoyed that and um, carry on with the good work. The other thing I wanted to say is that you should get into audiobooks, books um, reading audiobooks, uh, because I listened to you oh. reading uh, last was it last night you um, you read a couple of chapters
2: i know it was i think it was friday wasn 't it we, we I read um, about four chapters of the um... Gene Wilder autobiography. Yeah, and uh, I I, th- I finished that book the next day. I read it in a day. It's, a, it's an incredible read.
4: Well, I have ordered it on Amazon because of your, um, oh, your well. kind of introduction to it. But I, I, I really I, I genuinely uh, and honestly thought that you um, you have a voice for it. Well. That you could actually um, you could do that sort of stuff. So you should maybe look at that as a. There's an I sh- angle.
2: I should probably write... I don't, I don't think you make that much money out of reading audio. I've often thought, when they read the audiobook, right, and they can last, like, six hours or eight hours, do they do it Do they do they it in a day? Or do they... I believe so, yeah. I they, think more You, like, you I, might as well, mightn't you. There's no point yeah. in doing it for a couple of hours, then coming back the next day. For, you might as well just sit there and read it.
4: Yeah, I think they get you in for, like, a full day in the studio, and then they call you back in to, to kind of do any retakes. But I very rarely
2: read a book in a day the gene wilder one i did but normally it takes me like it can take me like a week or two weeks to read a book
4: yeah i mean it depends on whether you're dipping in or out it's very rare to find a book that you actually get so engrossed in that you just carry on through but um i think i'd uh, actually
2: go properly insane if i had to read a whole book in one sitting
4: and uh, also when you if you're reading do you do the voices I don't necessarily think you have to. No, a lot of the ones I've listened to don't have don't have different voices. I think you kind of you can put a bit of inflection on different yeah. people, different characters. But you don't have to do that whole. I've not
2: got many. I've not got many voices as my children find out when I read them. Nonsense! Stories.
4: Your Newcastle accent was
2: <laughs> astonishing. Have we let we let um, Sport Billy, not Sport Billy, <laughs> Korean Billy have that. Korean one. Billy, yeah. I, I, I um I have always poo pooed um audiobooks, Matt. But then um um I um I've, I've listened to a few recently. I, well, I, I think two. I've listened to the um, Alan Partridge Nomad, yeah, and the Johnny Marr autobiography, and I, I started listening to the Doug Stanhope autobiography, and because everyone raved about going. it, I, I d- yeah, fifteen minutes in, I thought, Do you know what, I don't want to spend nine hours listening to this, and so I, I I knocked it on the head, and loads of people really enjoyed it, but I, 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 it didn't work for me.
4: He's quite, he's, he's re- very, very enjoyable in small doses, but he's so intense and full on that it's mm. quite hard to sit and listen to him for ages. The one I really like listening to was the Johnny Vegas autobiography. Oh, okay, yeah. You should that, have a listen to that. That's yeah, very good.
2: Yeah, I bet that's, I bet that, because if I'm doing a long drive and I've got a few coming up, I, I kind of like them. If there's nothing on the radio, radio's my first option. Yeah. Um, and then if, if, if there's nothing on the radio, just whack on an audio book and listen
4: to that. It's <laughs> brilliant. The other things I've got on my iPod, which I listen to in the car, yes. is, um, um, have I got news for you? No, 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 sorry. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I, I haven't, haven't a, clue. a clue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can get all those on CD, and also, yeah. um, Round the Horn, do you remember Round the Horn from I... years and years ago? Well, you won't remember it. No, it was
2: is that 60s, with, but... was Kenneth Williams in Round the Horn? He was, yeah, yeah. I'm not, um, I- I'm aware of them, I'm not a massive fan of them, I'm not a massive fan of the goons, either. I've always struggled with the goons, Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, maybe I need to but I, do you know i 've not tried the goons for a long time, and I heard about five minutes of one a couple of months ago, and it did it, I, I did enjoy it actually, so maybe I need to go and revisit the goons
4: I think as you get older, it becomes more kind of enjoyable it 's less less kind of uh, i mean it is pretty fast paced but it's interceded yeah. with a couple of musical interludes, and it 's quite. Yeah, because it's so old school. Oh. Um, but you know, Peter Sellers and Milligan and now, you, time. I don't know if you're so,
2: aware. Tomorrow night at ten o'clock in this studio, we've got Joe McGrath coming in, who, um, of course, directed Peter loads of Peter Sellers films, yeah, yeah, yeah. and worked very closely with Spike Milligan. So um, I mean, I'm, I'm 15 year old me is over the moon. We've got an actual, you know, proper legend who's worked with those guys coming in.
4: Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, I've been loving your playing of the um, the Casino Royale theme. Although I know that's not <laughs>
2: it's related, such a good bit of music. And, it, and such a, a weird, unfathomable. Inc- I, I tried to do Casino Royale at the weekend and I'd forgotten. It's hard. Yeah, because f- I, I was looking forward to the Woody Allen and the Peter Sellers bits and I forgot. Yeah. That you've got to get through a good forty minutes of David Niven at the start doing the his stammering bonds. Yeah,
4: there's the old cowboys and Indians bit in the casino, and then there's the whole thing with um, David Niven and the tartan LSD trip, which is yeah uh, hard work. It
2: is. I, I do like the I do like Bernard Cribbins as the cab driver. Yeah,
4: yeah. When's uh, he coming on. Uh, uh,
2: well, uh, Bernard Cribbins. Uh, um, have we got a date for Cribbins, Catherine? Not yet. We, uh, Cribbins is coming on soon. Hopefully, hopefully we're He's in, a we're hero, in talks.
4: Absolute hero. He's a legend,
2: and I don't know yeah. why it didn't occur to. To me earlier we are we are in very positive talks at the moment with people and we're just we're just kind of back batting dates back and
4: forth Things you get some awesome guests on rick waitman the other day was awesome absolutely amazing
2: we've we, we've been really lucky we, we say we got we've probably got to play nicholas parsons tomorrow we've got a yeah. cracking jimmy tarbuck um in, in a week or so I'm interviewing Galt McDermott, who wrote the mu- this is a bit niche. <laughs> They're all niche. Who wrote the music for the musical Hair. Um, and he's in his eighties and he's got, he's got some stories to tell. Oh, we've got yeah. some cracking people coming up. Kath has, um, been working overtime and has, has, um, has secured some absolute- Roy Hud's coming on. We've got Roy Hud coming oh, on. Oh, fantastic. It, I That's mean, real absolute park, legend. Yeah.
4: So, um, so yeah, we've <laughs> got That's some good excited, people. Yeah. What about, have you considered people like Graham Garden or Timbrook Taylor? Do they have any resonance with you at all, or is that kind of a bit no, out of left field? No, they, they do.
2: They, they, they do actually, and you know what, that's not a bad suggestion. Kath, let's talk about Timbrook Taylor and Graham Garden tomorrow. I am, um, there is someone, right, that I've been desperate to get on the show for years, okay, and all I have heard is, he doesn't talk to anyone. Does it? He, he lives in a care home, right? And he's lived in a care home for a long time. Huge star in the seventies and the eighties. And uh, uh, he had, I think he had a little bit of trouble, trouble with the booze, although he's, he's, he's better now. And he lives in a care home, right? Mm. And I've always just thought, ah, oh, that's never going to happen. A friend of mine, a guy I work with called Glem released a record, a seven inch vinyl of the theme tune to one of this guy's TV programs. And he said, I'm going to send the record to the care home and ask if he'll sign it. I'll probably never get it back. Well, he sent me a picture of it today, signed. And it was the theme tune to Dick Turpin, and it was Richard O'Sullivan.
4: Oh, blimey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's... I didn't son- know he was in a care home, Is he? He's been in a care
2: home for quite a while. He got I say, I think he had a little bit of a problem with, with the booze. Mm. And he got very ill and he kind of retired. Quite, um, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. and um, And Glenn sent me this triumphant picture today of the signed picture. And I thought, well, I'm going to send him a letter and ask him if he would mind if I visited him one day to have a chat. You, That'd be awesome. You never know. That, for me, right now, would be the pinnacle. That would be the dream interview, I think, if we could get Richard O'Sullivan. Yeah, he's, a, he's a
4: proper face, isn't he? Yeah,
2: absolute legend. Matt, I'm going to move on, because I've got one more call, but thank you for that. I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and I wasn't playing silly beggars. I, I, I couldn't hear you at the start. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. Pat's on the line. Good evening, Pat. Hey, Ian. How you doing, my man? Good, thank you. Good.
10: Yeah, well, I'll, just a quick one. Just to say... Well, you know, you probably caught some of the traffic on the Facebook thing from all the, the talk radio listeners. Just wanted to say a quick
2: thanks a million for a brilliant first year and more, please. Oh, you sounded like you're begging them. More, oh, please, please. Sir. Can we have some more? Pat, <laughs> um, listen... Pat, thank you so much. For those of you who don't know, um, if you go on Facebook, there is a Talk Radio listeners page that isn't uh, done with the station. It's people like Pat and Lee who who, who kind of put it up and do it all. and they have been incredibly supportive of this show and of this station and all the other shows on there and we I genuinely and I, uh, I I look in there from time to time I don't go on there too often, but we look in there from time to time um and yeah. genuinely 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 we uh, we we are we appreciate the work that you do um and let's keep our fingers crossed eh pat i've got another twelve months on my contract, so who knows who knows who knows Pat. Looking forward to it, and thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. There we go. There we go. A year! A year! A year since I came into the studio and played um, gun sound effects blowing up uh, BBC Three Counties radio. A year since we came into the studio and played um, machine guns gunning down LBC. if only people were listening, that would... I mean, that would be... that. that Maybe after two years, we'll ha- actually have an audience. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine us doing this show to people who are listening. How incredible would that be? Wouldn't it be incredible? Um I've just... I think I've successfully done that. Have I um, just deleted all of my tweets? They're deleting now as we speak. I love it. I love it. It's such a freeing thing, the end of each evening... Deleting the tweets. The tweets are gone. Um, They're going now. I can see the little wheel spinning. Um, Don't forget, dear listener, that you can um, download the podcasts. We put out a best of. I say best of. It's meant to be 25 minutes. It's about an hour and a half some nights. Um, And we also put out a second sneaky little podcast of uh, the interviews. And tonight you have Brendan Burns. And the way it works is uh, Kath will make that tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow evening, about 7 o'clock, um... She'll put it on talkradio.co.uk. You can get it from there, or you can get it from iTunes, or you can uh, get it from your usual podcast provider. Um, And so, the day before goes out the next day. About seven And Fridays goes out on anyone, anyone. That's right. It goes out on a Monday. Um, As well as that, there's The Rabbit Hole, which is another podcast we do, which is separate for this. You can... um, Download that by going to iTunes, typing in the rabbit hole, and Ian Lee, it pops up. Also, we are doing a show this Sunday at the Bill Murray pub in Islington. Um, you can get tickets by going to ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian-Lee, semi up your bum. Um, that's it! That's your lot. Joe McGrath and Nicholas Parsons on the show tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta.
1: Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.